so this isn't we're not we're just like testing here we'll like record for a minute or two and like figure out where we can sit and if your voice is going to pick up from back there yeah alternatively you could take this chair and i can pull the bed down uh-huh. and i can like lay unless you want to lay like across my bed because then you're you're you'll be like right here and i can be like right here yeah but, uh we can do that yeah let's see how this sounds It was fun recording with Cameron because he like, I don't know what him and his brother had discussed, but there was this thing where like we were setting up and it's like, yeah, we're going to hit record and then we have to have three seconds of complete silence so that he can edit in. I'm like, Cameron, we can do that a minute in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, but then we have to remember the timestamp and I'm like, and then we reached an understanding. He's like, I can't look at the recording once we've hit record. It distracts me. If I see the, the bars uh-huh. going up and down. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> watch, yeah. watch line movies. Yeah. It was part part of the growing pains early on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my usual spot is all actually like slide in, like back over here. Nice. It's kind of like a groove. You want to feel that out. I, I kind of prefer the chair. I think. Yeah. In terms of just like my, my personal comfort. You know? it's, not your, it's not your bed. Either, so yeah. It's like, just covered in semen. I think I'll crumbs. also. <laughs> I think I'll also end up getting like self-conscious about my not even like self-conscious in like you or seeing it just like sort of self-aware of my uh laying position and i'll end up like oh shit yeah the whole thing. Wait, what's nice over here too is you can throw your feet up yeah that's nice. over here you're a little taller than me if you need to lift it up too feel free let's see so this is how we recorded i think our more recent one uh push this back a little bit but yeah just give me like a testing one two three like talk at like three different levels all right uh testing one two three this is a a relatively normal speaking volume and then this is a really loud speaking that's not your really loud speaking volume Okay, I could yell, but like, you don't <laughs> yeah, need to yell. That's the, that's the, it's all this fucking guy. This fucking guy. <laughs> this fucking guy. This is me talking like kind of quiet. He gave me my second yellow card and like, <laughs> I knew what he was doing. I just immediately ran up to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not getting, you're not getting me just popping off on some yeah. volume yet, but, um. Giving fun learning the, the program and like, how to operate it and like. Yeah, I haven't done any of this stuff yeah. properly. You normally leave it to Cam and his brother to like do the, obviously his brother does the editing, but like yeah. Cam does the, the setup. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is supposed to be an Atari Jaguar. This is incredible. The cave. Have you ever seen this channel? Old timey computer uh-uh. show. It's a bunch of like late eighties and nineties, like tech stuff. Te- hell Sometimes yeah. it's like old tech TV. It's like prior to tech TV stuff. Hell yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and go back. I'm gonna- do whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't need your three seconds of silence. No. <laughs> um, Wait, why does he need three seconds of silence again? What's the thought process? Well, I was actually, so you know, on the one that I missed, Cameron, you know, revealed to the world, you violated HIPAA and told everyone about my small penis disorder. <laughs> he did. Um, well, he texted me this morning and told me he's going to be busy gooning out and trying to beat his Super Mario Sunshine speed run record 
uh, as a means of coping with the Eagles getting their shit pushed in yesterday. They got fucked. <laughs> they got fired. Dude, I'm with him. You know? If my team wasn't already dog shit and I wasn't expecting them to lose every week, I'd feel the same way, dude. That's we, what you get for having a decent team, though. Sucks for you, dude. We were talking at some point. Uh, I think I mentioned something about, like, uh, you know, sports fans putting, like, basically their day revolves around if they have a good or bad day based on how their team performs. <laughs> and he was like, he was very self-aware in that moment. Yeah. yeah it's so. a, you're, it's a total like a mood ring is like, Oh, is my team going to fuck me this week? Or yeah. is it going to be the worst is if you do fantasy football. Right. And then like, it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. My team did good. So my mood's good, but my fantasy football team did really shit. So you're, you, you know, you're pretty much guaranteeing you're going to have I'm a fucked week. I'm currently behind this week, but uh, I have my response. Uh, Tyreek Hill in Moster, 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 um, uh, yeah, I think of Miami uh, are playing tonight, and so they'll how far off. behind are you? Only like twenty points. Oh so yeah, like, you, and they don't have um, anyone unless playing they, unless they both shit the bed. Yeah, yeah. most yeah, are, they're done for the week. most are a mixed fucking yeah. bag, but yeah, you're probably good for like at least twelve from him. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I'm in playoffs this season, mm-hmm. or I'm going to be, but um, I'm getting fucking trashed this week. Fucking Cowboys fucked me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm like down by about 60 points going in. Do you watch any of the games or is it all just spreadsheets? I mostly spreadsheet it. I'm a, like, football is fun to watch sometimes, but it's very stop and go. Yeah. For me, it's like, it's like baseball. Mm -hmm. I like highlights. I like, you know, I like seeing the fun stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, if I'm with a group, I'll watch it, but I don't, I can't no life it sitting at my computer watching football. Um, even soccer, like I will like try to watch it, but I feel like there's a lot more like constant tactical things happening at all times. Um, oh, yeah. I forgot to pack a bowl. Well, it's fucking, don't let me get in your way. Excuse me, pardon me. But yeah, Cameron, we wish you well. Uh, I hope you, uh, you know, get all of those shines and it just makes you give your brain the good feels and, you know, when you're ready to rejoin us, I think, uh, so my friend Josh is on the podcast today, and I think, because uh, Cameron and I have talked about having uh, our coworker and friend Angel on a number of times, but, uh, you know, it's hard to sync up everybody's mental illness uh, and make that happen. Uh, thankfully, Josh and I are pr- pretty consistent in just both being, like, cynical fucks, similar to um, Cameron. So I think if we ever need a fill or a third seat, I think you would most likely be like the, the typical guy to bring in. I'm honored. So we're, fi- we're feeling it out. Cameron, I, I, I'll, I hope to fill your shoes. <laughs> Have you been on a podcast before? No, no, no. Ever uh, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Once was it rocket league podcast. No, no <laughs> incidentally. Um, they did try. I, I, the podcast for my rocket league league or whatever was trying to get me, to go on it, but they do it at a stupid time, so I can't go. Yeah. I really wanted to talk my shit there, but it's not allowed. Uh, but yeah, I was on a podcast for when I was working at the ice cream shop. Mm-hmm. We had a regular, and he, I think he might still do this show. It's called Make Friends Radio. Mm-hmm. Um, cool guy. He's like, he's like a DJ and stuff. And uh, so the whole thing was he brought me and Jess on, and we met at, at the barn, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, like, kind of talk about the ice cream shop his whole thing was just like you know you talk about what you want to talk about as far as like the ice cream and the business and stuff and then he asked us a few questions about like you know oh i like this flavor so on and so forth but then it was like oh you know what music are you listening to right now and it, it was like half music podcast mm-hmm. um 
so I gotta, you know, uh, proselytize for death grips and, you know, uh, care care bonito and put my fucking autism out on fucking, like, <laughs> publicly on the fucking internet I think, to the normies. I think that's the hardest part about podcasting is walking the line between uh, info dump about, <laughs> about, like, any topic that you find interesting yeah, that yeah. week and actually having, like, a back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've thought about having like a notepad to like write because sometimes Cameron will be talking and I won't actually like process what he's saying mm-hmm. until like 30 seconds later. <laughs> yeah. Do you think it's partly because like for me, it's like when I'm doing conversations in general, sometimes I lose track of what's happening partly because I'm like, I'm not necessarily waiting for my turn to talk. Yeah. But I am trying to think about like, oh, it, it, when I need to say something, like, what's the next thing I'm, I'm plan- like going to say or how am I going to say it? And I'm, like, planning ahead for it, which then sometimes I get a little too involved in and I'm, like, in my own head thinking about what I'm going to say next. And then, like, I forget where, where the hell we're at in the conversation and it ends up not being very natural anymore. I think the thing, and women don't struggle with this as much, but men certainly do, is leaving space mm. in conversations. Yeah. Uh, you know, we went on a little walk before we started recording today and I became conscious like about halfway of on the, on the way back to my place, I was like, Oh, we like haven't had like a dead air moment yeah, yeah, yeah. since you showed up to yeah, my door. Yeah. And I was like, we should probably just, and so in that moment I took like two deep breaths. I was like, yeah, let it breathe a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like a, maybe it is a gendered thing. It feels very like, yeah, you got to keep the, rah, rah, the rah, rah, rah. yeah otherwise like you're you're sitting in awkward silence but like boys, it's really not boys do be talking though i mean as they should <laughs> well men are always right so it's yeah. good that it's good that they're constantly yeah, yeah. sharing all their yeah. information with the world there's a reason we have so many opinions and that's because we're always correct <laughs> and always thinking about things so other other people should try it all kinds of questions that I was oh I got one okay uh I, got I mean I've been we haven't recorded in a while just because I've been depressed as hell yeah and I wanted to ask you not to like and it's not to be like a super serious thing off the back because I'd rather talk about uh butts and cum but like <laughs> um when did you first recognize that there was something, at least with like how you deal with any like adversity, because you know we've been playing video games since we were teenagers or young, very young. Yeah. And I think when you're younger, you you it's just fun. You know, Mario is a fun video game. Yeah. But there's a switch that gets flipped at some point when you're booting up 1602 AD mm-hmm. and spending 12 hours of your of your youth of your 14 year old youth you know on a Saturday. Uh-huh. Uh, playing said video game instead of going out and, you know, chasing tail or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you remember, like, uh, a specific time? I, I'll, while you're thinking on that, I'll share, like, I very consistently in January of every year growing up, starting from, like, sixth grade on, would have, like, a two- to three-day period where it's like, I'm not going to school. Mm. Like, I would just shut down. Mm-hmm. Um and then as a teenager, uh, you know, getting into like World of Warcraft and stuff, obviously it was just fun, but I wasn't very consciously thinking like, oh, I'm playing this video game as a way of avoiding 
mm. processing anything in real life or, you know, working on myself in any meaningful sense. When you're 16 years old, it doesn't fucking matter. Right? Yeah. Um, so have you ever had like, is that a thought that you've had maybe more recently or is that, was there, was there a specific moment in your youth where you're like, I'm doing this as a means of escape? Yeah. As an actual moment of like, like awareness. Um, I mean, probably fairly recently, mm-hmm. definitely since I was like 20, you know, mm-hmm. I think as a teenager, um, I didn't really consider it. I did like, yeah, I would like skip school to play fucking Warcraft three custom games or whatever the Hell fuck yeah, else. Dude. Um, Warlocks. Yeah. Oh, dude. Old DBZ. Warlocks was so uh, sick. There was like, oh, Footman Frenzy. Yeah. Yeah. I played one that was like, it was like a battleship. So it was a battleship, but you controlled an actual ship and you went around and shot cannons at other ships. Fun as fuck. I think about that stuff sometimes. Uh, like when it comes to gaming, like kids have like Fortnite and Roblox and that's yeah. what those are. Like yeah. Roblox is... Warcraft yes. and custom games yes. for a new generation. 100%. But go, sorry, you were saying. No, you're good. Yeah. Um, and, but I don't think I, like, I guess was aware that's what I was doing. But, you know, around that time, like, I wasn't really doing good in school. I was pretty angsty and depressed. So that was me just trying to. Oh, you to, went like, to college? No, no, no. That was like uh, in like middle school. But oh, I, okay. I did go to like a couple semesters of college. Um, that didn't st- go well either. So. <laughs> what were you studying? I was going to community college, so it's just, You're just trying, taking just classes. Trying it out. Yeah, just doing what I like. I took like some anthropology classes. I took a, a Middle Eastern history class that was yeah. really fun. Um, but you know, then just like fucking calculus or whatever, uh, random like prereq classes. You know, uh, I think the thought was I was gonna do like history of some kind, yeah, and do like an academic thing, but. Um, Turns out I can't be in a warm, cozy room for very long without falling asleep. <laughs> so, turns out academia has Just a lot of warm, cozy rooms. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, professors that have been doing it for a long time like their space to be cozy. So, yeah. like I remember, there, I was taking this physical anthropology class, and it was like so interesting. I was like, "This is so fucking cool." We're talking about like how humanity formed. Like this mm-hmm. is this is wild shit. And then, and I would still fall asleep every day in his class because <laughs> yeah. he had like the lights low. What time it was, was like nice and warm. Uh, it was like afternoon to like after lunch. Yeah. You know, it was at like 1.30 yeah. is when it started. So I would have just eaten some lunch out in the quad or whatever at Sac City and like gone into his class. The lights are turned down to like 30%. He's got it. He ran it. He'd run like an old school projector half the time. Like, dude. I think the only class, the only like big lectures that I could stay awake from were like the 9 a.m. ones. Because mm. anything past that, I wasn't drinking any caffeine. I wasn't like a coffee guy when I was 19. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. Just waking up and going to class for like the first two weeks of the semester, and then I would just start skipping. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I remember falling asleep in some of those bigger lecture halls, too. I was like, I'm not, I don't give a fuck what's going on right now. Yeah, though, I think the only ones I didn't fall asleep were the morning ones mm-hmm. to an extent. But those ones I would end up skipping because I would, yeah, I'd end up like not even wanting to get out of bed. So I just want to go to those ones. Yep. And then I would show up and fall asleep in my next one. So, mm-hmm. you know, not not like a winning strategy for uh, school success. Uh, but yeah, it was like probably only when I was like 20, I don't you know, when I was like 23, 24, I probably was like, damn, I'm like I, using video games. Yeah, as like a cope, but mm-hmm. also I started playing less video games when I was like 25 than I was any time before that. So, mm-hmm. uh, probably related. Yeah. I think, I think it's just important. Like, I think a lot of people 
That's why I can't take any like video game discussion online seriously from like younger people, especially because mm. I don't think a lot of them have had those, yes, you know, epiphanies. Yeah, you haven't realized why you're doing this. Yeah, it's like I'm doing this because uh, I want my liver to still exist <laughs> when I'm 50. It's like yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. this or booze. Yes, yeah, know? absolutely. Um, and the guys who combine both, like God. That's, that's <laughs> tough. That's yeah. tough. Oh, I, I don't you ever understand. have those guys like you're on you're on like Discord and you're like, oh, this guy's just shitty. He's just it's like, oh, he's drunk. just he's just partying. Yeah, okay. and then it's like the third week in a row, and you're like, oh, he's just always. He does this every time. Yeah. He gets on the computer, cracks open some beers. I mean, he, hearing the aesthetics though of the Discord drunk like cracking his can is always a fun it's like, a vibe. party. It's yeah, a vibe. Yeah. But you're always a little worried about it. <laughs> yeah. like, uh, you know, I can't manage that. Uh, I'm a. I don't really drink at home, so yeah. Uh, and I, to me, but this is also like my competitive nature. I am not trying to be drunk or anything while I'm playing games. Yeah. Because like, I don't want any performance enhancing. Drug. No, I'm trying to, I'm trying to win, yeah. you know? Yeah. So like anything that makes me worse at it is not, not cool. I think the way that my brain chemistry works, weed can be a performance enhancing mm. drug, not in something that requires like very quick reaction time right. necessarily, but definitely in like, um, more creative pursuits, like a Minecraft Okay, I feel yeah. like I can mm-hmm. build better. Yeah. If I'm stoned. Yeah. You know, um, your vision's expanded a little bit. Yeah. So I've I've spent you know it's just been depression and anxiety have just been on my mind the last month because that's like I wake up every morning and it's like do I have a reason to get out of bed? Well, do I work today? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I have to go into work today? <laughs> no. All right. Uh, we're gonna lay in bed till two o'clock. So just trying to figure out better ways of managing my own moods and stuff you know yeah yeah i because yeah i feel like video games don't contribute to that even when you like get on discord and you know someone or whatever and you're you're chatting and and playing it's like still the same as sitting at home in a lot of ways yeah it's a little better than just sitting in silence but it's not really like making it happen for me it's like whenever i've had a partner especially one that i live with that's Mm -hmm. been like a big reason for me to get out of bed or get out of the house or not just waste away uh because you know my girlfriend will be like yeah if i leave for three days i come back and you've rotted away you like are <laughs> you're like sitting in your computer chair growing mold you know yeah. <laughs> like yeah i just uh got depressed and yeah. uh, sat still for three days yeah it was my bad i would say like i think the time because we lived together for you know uh consecutively you know two different places but it was almost three years yeah 2019 to yeah, just 2021. Yeah. Uh, and there is something to like, cause having roommates always sucks. Um, but our second place was a lot easier to manage. I felt like we weren't on top of each other. Yes. Uh, the first place with those rooms literally like next to each other. Yeah. It's like, even with the door closed, like it was, it was very like, yeah, you're in each other's space. And like, if you wanted to go downstairs, you had to cross someone's open threshold yeah. I'd be like, oh, hey, roommate. Also, we had just, like, just met around that time. So that was, like... Yeah, we didn't know each other before. We that was the together. earliest one. So yeah. that was uh, the the tougher one. I don't know if you say tougher. Like, I didn't really ever mind it too much. But, yeah, it was a lot more, like, where, intense. Where do I rank on uh, all of the roommates that you've ever had? If, you, if you're if you're creating a tier list. Oh, you're the best roommate I've had. Yeah, I'm not I'm not even brown nosing either. Uh like my roommates are I mean I liked my very first roommate. Mm-hmm. Well, my very first roommate was technically my mom. 
because <laughs> yeah. uh, my mom had like moved out of the state and then come back uh-huh. and when I was 18 or something and we rented a place together and you were paying rent I was paying rent yeah yeah, yeah. we uh, but I was sleeping on the couch because it was a one bedroom oh, damn. so uh yeah it was a pretty pretty dumb situation mm-hmm. and she was fine you know like neither of us were particularly like clean or whatever but then she <laughs> just decided to start like dating people oh. and then she would just like which is whatever, dude. Like, that's life, you know? Like, get after it, you know? Like, doesn't bother me. But she would just start having these dudes over. And it was like, come on, man. Like, I'm paying rent here. I'm sleeping on the couch already. Like, you can't just be, like, having dudes over without... It wasn't ever, like... Would mom was, at least give you, like, a heads up? No, that's the thing. It was never oh. a heads up. Because she was still in mom mode. Like, yeah. I, I just turned 18. And even though she hadn't seen me, like, she did, She didn't think that she had to run it by you. Yeah. yeah. She's my mom. If she wants to bring someone over, that's her prerogative. But it's like, dude, I'm paying rent. You know, like, that's not how this works. Um, and then <laughs> I moved in with my friend in downtown. And we had this shitty, shitty garbage apartment. It was a three-bedroom over on W... And it was $750 a month. Hell yeah. In total. That's it. For the three bedroom. So yeah, we each paid $250 and it was like, had one swamp cooler at the front of the apartment, but it was a really long apartment. So the back bedrooms did not receive any cooling. So in the summer, you know, your bedroom, if you were in the back, was like over 100 degrees at all times. That's the hardest, hardest, hardest part about living in Sacramento is like, you're not gonna have you're either you're either gonna have a place that gets too cold in the winter or too hot in the summer, uh-huh. and there's no in between. Nope, not at all. And it uh, depends not only on just like yeah, it being hot in your AC, but like how much sun exposure you get. If there's trees nearby, mm-hmm. um, and he was a really nice roommate, but he was just a fucking slob, dude. Like I moved in, him and his brother already <laughs> lived there, and I moved in as their third roommate after they lived there for a while. Yeah, and he would you know he was like a mechanic, and he'd come home, like leave his boots on and everything have gotten fast food, eat it while binge watching Futurama or um, Supernatural or uh-huh. whatever the fuck else. I swear to God, he watched Futurama like fully through like three or four times while I lived there. It was crazy. Um, and he'd fall asleep on the couch with his fast food trash out. Fuck yeah. And it, it was just piles of fast food trash. Yeah. And like the, the dish sink when I moved in was pretty much just full of dishes from the start. Yeah. So you couldn't even use the kitchen at all. Um, he had two cats that like pissed everywhere. I had to lock them out of my room. They're sweet angels, but they fucking pissed everywhere. So, I, and you know, litter box was never clean. Yeah. Um, his brother ended up going insane. We had a big fight with his brother and had to kick him out. It was like a whole thing. And then I moved to some other friends I was working with, and they were the ones who I got cat, I got uh, baby boy and Chunky with. Yeah, yeah. And then they let them both outside, and Chunky has the wherewithal to come back to the front door. Baby boy just got scared and disappeared, and I lost him for a couple months. Thank you for introducing. Baby boy and Chunky into the chaotic pussy cinematic universe. <laughs> they actually already canon. are on the Instagram page. Okay, you yeah, well, they're, on the, you... they're on the mood board. Okay, yeah, I I think I remember this because you post about them. There's but... a, well, there's a ten, yeah. there's like a ten post one, and it's them wrestling on my bed. Yes, yes, I um, remember this because I think you tagged me in it. Oh, did I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So now I have to now I can post more uh, Chunky and Baby Boy content. Yeah, absolutely include them. Well, I was gonna say like I am. Uh, you had the. The effect of like you were living with the slob, I was the slob. So <laughs> okay. I, I was the shitty roommate yeah, yeah, yeah. at nineteen or twenty years old. I don't think I was that bad. It was bad because uh, it was the front room, and so it was just. But, yeah. but you're talking about sleeping on the couch um, or passing out on the couch. So my buddy Ty and I uh, lived together for our entire first year of college, initially in the dorms, and we moved into a, a two bedroom apartment. 
but I didn't have a bed. Mm. I just had an air mattress and I never got a bed. Yeah. But we had a couch. Okay. I literally, <laughs> I literally slept on the couch the entire semester. <laughs> and to this day, he'll still like mention it occasionally like, yeah, you fucking suck, dude. That's yeah. like, so bad. Did he not tell you? Like, no, because we're, we're not close enough. Like, yeah. I mean, we were, we were really good friends in yeah. high school too, but it was like, you know, you're 19 years old. You don't know how to like bring up. Right, right. He probably, I was enough of a jerk. Like, this is how bad my mental health was that semester. Like, I went out and bought uh, the Final Fantasy Eleven Vanadeel collection. Because I was like, the fucking World of Warcraft ain't hitting yeah. anymore. Devil May Cry 4 lasted me a weekend. Grand Theft Auto 4 uh, sucked. Like, I did not enjoy that game. Uh, Rock Band was the only thing, really, like, I was living for. Sure. Because uh, that came out that year. Um, but none of my PC stuff was hitting. I was like, well, I'm going to go... World of Warcraft ain't doing it for me right now. I'll go, I don't know, find a new MMO. So yeah. this dude's watching you sleep on your on your guys' couch yeah. for forever or whatever yeah. the fuck. And sitting there the whole time being like, this dude needs to just Like anytime, because he would bring, he had like a, a group of friends uh-huh. uh, that like, it was all guys and girls that we went to high school with for the most yeah. part. But he made friends because his brother was a few years older than us. So he uh, connected with some guys that were, oh no, there was a summer my between my junior and senior year so i had a girlfriend in high school right mm-hmm. i was busy getting my dick sucked doing cool guy shit <laughs> so meanwhile all these fucking virgin nerds were going over to the one guy's house whose uncle's apartment or going to the one guy's uncle's apartment to let them drink nice and so they're nice. getting fucked up yeah uh i went to one high school party sophomore year of high school that was my first initial party mm-hmm. and it got busted and I got the whole, you know, my parents were just like extremely disappointed. <laughs> you know, I was, I was the good, I was the good son. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, my brother was fucking flipping cars and shit in high right. school, but I, I was like the, you know, one was supposed to be on the straight and narrow. So that kind of turned me off from that lifestyle for a lot. And then again, once I was getting my dick sucked, I definitely wasn't like trying to yeah. Yeah, I'm more rock the boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm, this is this is kind of my focus <laughs> the last two years of school. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like uh, <laughs> we so we had that apartment only for the semester. I, I I actually asked him to be on here too, but he has two young kids, and I was like, when can I get an hour of your time? He's like twenty thirty five. When they get out of the house, he's like a decade from now. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, he's like, it's either going to be at 4 a.m. or 11 p.m. I was uh-huh. like, all right. I was like, I'll wake up early. We'll, yeah. we'll record a 4 a.m. Like, 4 a.m. doesn't seem that out of the fucking realm for you. You no. know, like, and he's, well, the thing is he's in Texas. So like, it would actually probably just, I would probably just stay, stay up. up. Yeah, It'd probably be a late good. night for me. Yeah. We should do, I should plan that with him. But, Dude, a late night, like 2 a.m. Fucking recording. It, it'll be it'll a be Sunday. Fun. Cause I have Mondays off. It'll be like a, a 2 a.m like yeah uh pod for me and it's like him getting up starting his work week. yeah fresh, fresh cup of coffee yeah yeah i've been sitting up jerking off and watching youtube all night uh yeah. the, the fucking chaotic battle like totally opposite <laughs> dynamics of like normal guy trying to live his like has kids trying to go to work and like uh terminal shut-in like like <laughs> masturbator that's chronic the, that, masturbator that, that's the our that's our dynamic yeah, and yeah. we're like uh our our we sent a lot of voice memos back and forth um so we were sending each other essentially 10 minute podcasts before i decided to like put this out for public consumption yeah um this was like just me and him having these back and forth and so now uh yeah it's a lot of you know him sharing his uh <laughs> he's fucking just this constant war with his father-in-law 
as far as like him just being some rich fuck uh-huh. who doesn't understand. He tried to check me. Like I tried to help, uh, or I helped them move. They, they moved from you know, where I grew up, grew up in Washington state to like, uh, the Austin area. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I you probably know the story, but you know, I helped him move. Yeah. Over the course I remember of the drives. Yeah. Fucking cannonball run shit. It was fucking crazy. Um, but his fucking father-in-law dude is like, he was like some nice, like he was like Seattle surgeon. He's an older boomer. He's like in his late sixties, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and just has more money than he knows what to do with. And just doesn't even understand how much his like daughter and son-in-law could like, if he just gave them like five grand a year, yeah, yeah. how much of a, but it's like, you got to fucking work for, you got bootstrap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just so disconnected, he's, but he's just sitting on like hoarding piles of cash. Yeah. He's like yeah, the head yeah. surgeon, some big fucking hospital right. or something. So he's always, he's had 40 plus years, not only his generation, but he's had 40 plus years of just being the biggest dick in the room. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he tried to fucking like, we were unpacking a car or something. Uh, because, you know, he's a surgeon. He's got a very particular way of doing things. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to, like, big dick me on something. And I remember I, I had to check him on it. Because uh, I was kind of talking to Ty or I was, you know, I was milling, I was doing something. And he was trying to get the, this car unpacked. And I remember just thinking, like, he's going to say something to me. And he's, he did say some something like, time to work fellas or something like that or it's like what are we doing like he was trying to like yeah like let's get a move on guys i'm not your employee yeah cracking the whip you know it's we're not we're at the house yeah we're just hanging out we just fucking drove especially because it was a drive like dude can we just decompress like for a minute you know yeah like he wasn't part yeah he was even part of the drive yeah it's like dude i've been sleeping in shitty hotel rooms for like Uh the last three Uh nights like um but anyways father-in-law's aside uh yeah, we we spend a lot of time just really uh, comparing our two lives. Mm. But he's got a gig now where he's able to fuck off for four or five hours most days. It's like an IT gig at a nice. school. Nice. So he's playing a lot of, uh, you know, he's streaming a lot of games. He's playing a lot of Xbox. Hell yeah. He somehow has like uh, bullshitted his way into like being the esports guy. So he just has a bunch of switches at work now uh-huh. and like TVs. Huh. <laughs> Nice. So sometimes we're bringing our own switch in and just, you know, gaming. That's yeah. so sick, dude. Yeah, he's got the setup. Yeah, he's living the life. Yeah, I always get, uh, that's that's the one thing I get jealous of when it comes to, like, office jobs or, you know, shit, jobs like that where I'm like, dude, I I don't think I'm necessarily working harder, but it's like, dude, I'm on my feet, yeah. like, moving. And, Being like, in a kitchen? If I, like, you know, if I pull my phone out for a little bit, you know... I get away with it because, like, is my boss really going to yell at me about my phone or get mad at me or whatever? But on the other hand, you can tell, like, he gets up, you know, though he gets uncomfortable, like, oh, this guy's on his phone. He's yeah. he's goofing off on his phone or yeah. whatever, you know. He's he's justified in his mind to, like, turn his brain off about it, you know. But, like, it's just funny, yeah, like, the, the juxtaposition of, like, someone working this IT job, someone working this, like, service job where it's, like, yeah, if you, you know, you got time to lean, you got time to clean sort of thing yeah. versus like, oh yeah, no, I like half my day, I can literally just bring in video game consoles and goof off because yeah, like, yeah. Oh, there's nothing else to do. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm stuck I literally, here. I literally spent like half an hour the other day talking with a first grader about like the struggles of pooping in public toilets. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of live in the dream too, dude. Like, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. I can fuck off as much as I want, you know. That's like half your job is like, yeah, you're doing the job by being around the kids, yeah. but the job is also just yeah saying bullshit to 
well, children. This kid in particular is like super intelligent, right? He's got like his Legos sorted and organized at home. He he basically has like the intellect of like a fourth or fifth grader, yeah, yeah. which is very advanced, right, for a, a six year old. Yeah, um, probably reads at like a sixth grade level or something. But he uh, he's still a little kid, but like he was talking about how pooping at school is illegal. Mm. That was his word was it's illegal. <laughs> And so I was able to, he was just laying down in our clinic saying his stomach hurt or something. And so I went in there, I was talking to him and, uh, I was like, um, he was saying like, Oh, I'll be able to, I'll be able to make it home. Like, uh, you know, I'll make it. And he's talking like this. This is, this is again, a six year old. He's like, oh, I'll, I'll be able to make it home. And he's like, but you know, when I get home, I'm just backpack off. <laughs> <laughs> he's like straight, straight to, I think he said straight to the bathroom. And I was like, yeah. I was like, you're going to be okay for the rest of the day, though? He's like, you know, I don't want you to have an accident. You know, it's, it's you know, that'd be tough. He's like, no, I'm good. He's like, I, if I needed to. I was like, okay. He's like, yeah, it sucks, man. I get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, no, Just having this very honest conversation. And then that day ended with me, uh, I think it was towards the end of November. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was then we got to have a, a check-in with all the eighth grade boys about who... Uh, was who passed no nut November. So like <laughs> of course, of course. that's like the range of discourse that I get to have in a single day. Six year olds um, pooping and uh yeah. yeah middle school. Well those are important conversations yeah. to have to have like an adult to guide you. Yeah yeah. Because yeah. every other parent is gonna be like, don't talk about pooping or don't talk, you know, it's yeah, like yeah. what are you doing? Like you still have to like it's a real thing. Teach yeah. teach children how their bodies work to sure. some extent. You know? Well and like these also these eighth graders are talking about no no november <laughs> like you can tell them not to but did they you hear me, are. i was telling the story last night uh at your birthday was it like did you hear me telling the story talking about so. okay <laughs> so they uh literally on november 1st i'm out there after school and uh i just hear them all saying because a lot of times with kids uh there's like a new bit every day or every week and mm-hmm. Instead of doing like the boomer shit of like, what are you guys talking about? You just try and pick up on the context clues. Mm-hmm. Um, in this case, I didn't really know what they were talking about. They said like, oh, so-and-so already failed. He's in, or he's out. And, I'm, and, da, da, da. and I was like, what are you talking about? And one of them just says like, N-N-N. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I know what that this is. It's a good day. Yeah. And then I sat, I was like, I was like, do I sit? I was sat there for like maybe about five seconds. Because I, well, it was like I had to first figure out what they were talking about. And then I also had to find a funny way of revealing that I had masturbated that morning before yeah. coming to school <laughs> as a way of bonding with these 14 year old boys. And so they're saying, like, oh, yeah, he's out, he's out. And I was like, oh, yeah, I failed like 7 a.m. this morning. <laughs> and they just lose their minds. Because here's Mr. Steven yeah. just fucking just talking, about, it, yeah. talking about gooning yeah. out, cranking yeah. one off, like the same thing they're doing in the shower uh, before they're coming. Yep. <laughs> And you're like, no, no, this is this is normal adult shit. Yeah, like, yeah. I just did this. That was my wake up, my wake and bake. That's so good. Uh, Honestly, I'm kind of impressed that eighth graders are like this, like even like out on the schoolyard that open about it just because. The boys are. Yeah, yeah, I feel like when I was in eighth so, grade, like you might like make jokes, but I mean, I guess they are making jokes. That's their way it's of working no, None of it's it. very genuine. Yeah, yeah. Um, unless like, I get so like a one-on-one lost. conversation. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, projecting yeah. and like, you know. Bravado and shit. Yeah. yeah. And it's all, uh, it's not homophobic because they actually are like very accepting of gay people and bi people and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, part of the frame group are, there are men who are just, or boys who are openly bisexual and they're right. totally cool with it. 
but they just still make a lot of gay jokes. <laughs> yeah. They're just like, you know, he was touching my butt over there at sleepover. And yeah. Just, all that kind of shit. Doing that gay shit. Yeah. Um, and it's like, if they yeah, had two of the kids were gay, it'd be fine. But yeah. it's almost just because they're not gay. Yeah. That, that's why it's like. Yeah. But yeah. It's, they're also at an age, and I, I have to explain this to them a lot, because a lot of times these kids will be saying like, oh, I'm this and I'm that. And it's like, yeah, I get that. That's how, like, not like to it's usually when it comes to like orientation stuff i'll be talking with the boys and i'll be like yeah i mean you know you'll have people that'll be by or identify as this or that but like you guys aren't even driving cars yet <laughs> yeah. like that's yeah, st- yeah. this stuff changes over yeah. time and especially you guys you know haven't even finished puberty yet yeah. for the most part so like it's like this stuff is not fully formed in your brain yeah you don't you're not gonna have your identity locked in at yeah fucking like there's breakups old. happening yeah. girls like oh i'm lesbian it's yeah. like I mean, you're not a lesbian you're just over men like yeah. that's every woman <laughs> at multiple points throughout her life yeah yeah and I, I feel like it's just nowadays it's people are so much more aware of like the labels and identities that it's like yeah, yeah you just you go right to the identity which yeah, yeah. could be true in many of these cases right they mm-hmm. could be lesbian but um, also could not be tired of it i feel like i'm honest honestly surprised like middle school dating doesn't stop more people from dating for like longer periods of time because it's like some of the messiest shit alive yeah it's all you got though it's all you got, it's especially, all you got. especially with these kids because they don't um they don't live in the same neighborhood oh yeah, yeah right yeah. they're all spread out they right. commute into right. the school so uh they can't really hang i think out linking up outside of school is a lot harder there's no sneaking out to the park with mm-hmm. whoever you're just holding hands at school or whatever so where do you think a lot of it is like moved online because of that because i know you've expressed before that they're doing like you know instagram confession pages yeah, and shit ruled. and like i think i got deleted so i wonder if a lot of their like relationships yeah it's at school but it's also even more online because of that you know like and their friendships as well probably right like mm-hmm. it goes from the schoolyard to they're, to instagram they DMs. do a thing <laughs> this is <laughs> i love being old dude Love being in my thirties. Um, the kids these days—they're doing this thing. They get these things called group chats. Whoa! I don't know what the fuck that is. Bro. But it's not six people. Okay. It's not ten people. It's like two thousand people. Uh, they're just fuck. chat rooms. They're doing IRC chat rooms. But yeah, but in... there's no mods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no like. So if you system. want to get in there and just post the same, uh-huh. dumb, like just blah 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 uh-huh. blah blah blah. Well, that's the whole point of like the IRC servers was set up. Like, yeah, it would have like a thousand two thousand people in it but you could easily just make a new text room yeah and invite someone to it and it was like on the server it was fine it was private hell it was temporary if you close everyone closed it and left it it was gone in in the ether you'd have to make a new one and you could set up rules but you that's where bots came in was because someone had to be active in the channel or in the channel all times for those rules to stay um i'm just sitting here now you got me thinking like if i was able to have the lesbian chat room on AOL and some messenger with me at all times Yes, at, in seventh grade. Yeah. Okay. Now I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cause I was in there 13 female Cali all the time. Uh-huh, like just uh-huh. trying to, you know, find seeing what's going some on. Some other horny 12 year old boy to, uh, cyber sex. With, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pretending like you were both women. <laughs> Even though neither of you know what women are like at all at have that I, age. Have I, I've told you my Yahooligan story with Hoobastank. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, I, yes. I might have talked about yes. that on here before. So yeah. I'm not going to talk about it. Basically, I just got threatened by a what I perceive to be uh, some young woman's father of like, don't uh-huh. ever talk to my daughter again <laughs> because I was trying to get you know freaky with it uh-huh. in the DS uh-huh. at like 13 years uh-huh. old. 
classic. Yeah, the the for me it was always uh yeah the the AOL chat rooms or whatever. Um, was it AIM? What what were those called? They were like public chat rooms. Those things were crazy, dude. It was crazy that they IRC. No, because I did IRC for like games I played, but there yeah, was like I pirated shit on IRC. Yeah, there was like these AOL chat rooms that I they were probably the same technology as IRC, but they were not like advertised as such. Um, you know drink? Yeah. Do we have these? Uh, I wonder if you wanted to open the ramen. Yeah. New seg- new segment of the podcast. It's a, a weird drinks. Yeah, Steven's trying ramen for the first time. He's never even heard of it. Um, he saw it at the grocery store. Was like, yeah, they got crazy drinks here. Uh, uh, Ramuni, and I was like, oh yeah, it's ramen. And he's like, of course you fucking, because I'm the the weeb apparently. <laughs> but I don't think ramenes are that that out there. They're the flavors are very basic. Um, yeah. But they, yeah, they have a cool gimmick. So. How how are you feeling so far being on the the podcast? That's fun. It's the same as how we talk. Yeah. Normally, I find sometimes in my head, and it, it's. I think with you, I don't. I think just because I've known you for longer, I don't have the same thought in the back of my head. But I have this when Cameron and I are recording sometimes, where I am not just having a conversation. I'm recording a podcast. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, think, I mean, that, but, that's there, right? You have yeah. to speak louder, more clearly. Yeah. I feel like your thoughts have to be more like solid. You know. Um, I feel like you can get in the zone and you forget. Yeah. Like I said, I was watching a lot of like. Adam Freeland and Come Town shit recently. Nick was describing it at some point of like, I just literally go as stupid as possible and like turn my brain off and just whatever <laughs> thoughts come out and people consider it comedy. So I've just been doing it for the last right however many years. All right, so I got this. So so take in the center thing that uh-huh. that disconnects. So push that out like this way. Yeah, it's just a separate piece. You don't need the the whole bigger piece. Okay. Anymore. And then you see like that mm-hmm. at the top. That's a marble that's set in there. Mm-hmm. So set that there, and it's kind of like a. It will fizz a little bit probably, but it is. Cheers! Cheers! Full <laughs> <Little> ASMR. So <laughs> bubbling. Um. Yeah, it always fizzes up. You can do it like people have like little secret tricks for doing it gentle. I don't really know what the point of that is. Yeah, that was the next question. That was where this was going. Is like, is this just a branding thing? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's funny because the drink spout is fucking awful. Right, it's so rounded that it like is like one of the messiest sodas you can drink of all time. But they're kind of just generally sweet, so I think people really like them. This is fun. Um, yeah, and it's like gimmicky. So like when you're in middle school, it's like. Yeah. You pop, you, it's interactive. You yeah, pop yeah. a little marble, like. And I'm trying to get back to this headspace in general, to be honest, because I think it's a good thing. that It's a part of me that I shut off. The part of me that just enjoys having fun. Yeah. <laughs> just I mean, stupid fun that the, doesn't in the, mean in anything. In the sense of these drinks, it's like, uh, you know, this is the type of thing you show up with on, like, a date or, you like, to your you know partner's house mm-hmm. or whatever. It's like, hey, I picked up some of these. Like, I don't know what yeah. they are. You know? Just like, like, see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, what I'm trying to figure out is, like, there's this little pinch thing here. I got gotcha. you. I feel like you can't hold it, but is it just, like... So, you got the yeah, thumb, like, thumb um, in the big groove. And then I think it's, like, an index here. Like that I, feels right to me. Yeah. I mean, that feels better than what anywhere I was going with it. You want to try the melon one? Sure. We'll treat these. 
It's yeah. like it's really sweet. Yeah, it's really sweet. <laughs> it's um twenty three grams, but it's ninety. It's not that many calories. It's a lower calorie than a soda. Yeah, this one, the original only has eighty yeah. and twenty grams of sugar. I think all of the calories are the sugar. Interesting. Um, but it is made with um. I think part of it is like one, yeah, made with real sugar, and two, so like that's the flavor. That sweetness is stronger. Mm-hmm. Two, there's just like really nothing else going on. Like this one has, apparently, it's supposed to be lemon, natural flavor lemon, but that's not going to cover up sugar very well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are freaking killer. You gonna try those? Uh, your your wrap snacks on the pod? Is this gonna be a snack review as well? Maybe I'm not feeling that hungry right now. Fair. I had a big bowl of oatmeal. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you have oatmeal, like, every day? That is the, you know, I had to figure out, and I think most people have to figure this out when they start working full-time, like, what are your functional meals? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you were the person who introduced me to the term sleep for dinner. Sometimes that's my functional meal. But you never heard I've that already, before? I've already eaten 2,000 calories today, mm-hmm. or 1,500 calories. Mm-hmm. I'm a big boy. I don't need to have a full meal at 7 o'clock at night. I yeah. could actually just go to bed. Yeah. Uh, no. I feel like that comes more from like a, a socioeconomical standpoint mm. of like, sorry, honey, or sorry, you know, kids, we're having <laughs> sleep for dinner You call me poor, dude? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just that you've experienced those hardships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's something I should be thankful. I gotta tell my folks thankful for. Like my parents were not great cooks. Yeah. But they didn't buy like fast food four nights a week. Yeah. Which I had friends where that was the case, and I was like, "Damn, dude! Like, I love Taco Bell, but like, if that's you, a lot. I can't be uh, having that for dinner all the time, you know." Um, so, so I think it was partially is partially an economic thing, but also yeah. like, I think I actually heard it more from my mom's side of the family, mm-hmm. and it was more of like a new age. I don't want to say new age. Uh, like Protestant Christian, like punishment thing. Cause I, I fast and pray. Yeah, fast and exactly. Pray. <laughs> hey, big ups to Matthew Balling. Shout dude. outs 916. Yeah, shout, shout outs, outs to 916. <laughs> I see Jones. Um, see, now I gotta tag him in this, and then he's gonna listen to it. And he's uh-huh. gonna be like, all right, <laughs> or maybe he fucks with it. I don't, yeah, know. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, they were like, you know, I, I lived with my mom half the time because my yeah. parents were divorced, and for a little bit, we lived with her parents and they were like you know big church going like protestant um and like you know sort of like uh you can't read harry potter in this house because of witchcraft pokemon that does evolution like you can't have evolution being in this house i had i had neighbors where they got into that stuff mm. like in, it was like circa right around the turn of the century like right around 1999 2000 i think that's when the satanic panic like showed mm-hmm. back up again like 98 99 yeah i got very big uh, something happened in 2001 where, like, we stopped talking about it. I don't think anything happened in 2001. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah, I don't think there was any significant events. Oh, the Seattle Mariners won 112 baseball games. Dude. Nice. Yeah, yeah, that's a deep cut. But... All, my, all my sports facts end around 2004. <laughs> I, I couldn't then, pay attention to Because then World anymore. of Warcraft came out. <laughs> I became a fucking turbo nerd, and I can't do sports anymore. I still, I, I mean, I watched SportsCenter pretty religiously for a decade. Yeah. Because I think any high schooler, it's like, it's, it's culture. It's like, you know, the evening, you know, it's like yeah. watching MTV TRL or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I, kind of, but now when I'm watching that stuff and it's cause like, I see the rise of like the thing that Dan Patrick and, uh, 
who's the other guy that were like the, the OGs that like basically created the style of commentary on, on common, like when you're doing highlights, like mm. how to talk about them. It was him and uh, Keith. He's like the MSNBC guy. Um, Oberman. Oh, Oberman. Oberman. I think those were the two. Yeah. It was him and Dan Patrick that were like the boom, boom shakalaka. Oh yeah. Yeah. Big like um, bombastic sort yeah. of like commentary. Yeah. Yeah. And then you had um, the guy who passed away a few, few years ago, black guy glasses. Stuart, yeah. Stuart Scott. Yes. 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 yes, uh, yes those yes. were like the three. And like, mm-hmm. so that was like, those were like the dudes when I was watching those highlights mm-hmm. and I was like, it teaches you how to talk about sports yeah. in a way that's not nerd shit. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> if you didn't grow up in a, in a in a community or a culture that like sports was everything, right? Right. Which I certainly didn't. Yeah, um, me neither. Small town North Idaho, like anybody that was like about that life, it was like, relax, dude. Yeah. This, this is like small town football. I like, mean, in Sacramento, it's the same where it's like, yeah, yeah, we're the small fish for yeah. multiple big markets. So it's like, yeah, you have plenty of like Niners fans or Raiders fans yeah, or whatever, yeah. but it's all like shit that trickled down over here right? well, i'm thinking like just even at the oh, um, for like local level yeah it's not called uh, like high school sports or something or? yeah what do they call it they don't call it high school it's there's a term um uh there's club they usually they like you're just talking about like rec rec soccer or some shit you know like yeah. or, or they have um because like football prep. is prep oh prep people, yeah yeah people use the term max prep, preps. prep to refer yes. to uh like prep sports to yes. refer to like youth sports yeah yeah um yeah because i went to that holy bowl this year yeah oh yeah i haven't been to holy bowl in so long we should go next we year. we should go next year yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I i i think i invited you or something i think you did oh, i tried to get you to the mcclatchy uh, yeah the mcclatchy kennedy one yeah because that's my old you're, high school Ken- you're the kennedy guy yeah yeah yeah, yeah and that's, you told me it was the worst that's what you we were gonna seen. do with cameron it was gonna be i wanted the three of us to go yeah because you guys would have had the shared here's my call or my high school yeah here's my high school that was gonna be an easy way for you to get to know each other right yeah yeah that'd be fun Let's play uh, matchmaker. We, yeah we should do that he doesn't play any cool video games he just plays the shit that came out before he was born so retro game that's like solved uh, he got into melee in high school. Okay, and you, so he's still doing that. Do you yeah. know any melee guys? Like the characters or the famous no, no, like no, the no. esports guys? No, no, no. People that you know personally. Oh, that are like yes, I know of the archetype of the melee guy. Yes. <laughs> How would you describe the archetype of a of a melee player? I mean, <laughs> okay, like I feel like a melee guy is like the most autistic guy, <laughs> like. <laughs> It's just like flat out when they say shit like you know you got a back back B whatever the fuck else and you're just like dude what the fuck are it's you a, talking about I think it's because the game's so old yeah it's like, there's, it's like solved you you can just memorize a Wikipedia page there's mm-hmm. an optimal way to play even though it's still a fighting game there's yeah. a lot of personal art that goes mm-hmm. into that to mm-hmm. some extent that game is solved as such a, it's like here's the four characters right you know I feel like it's it's um the competitive game version of like or it's i guess in the same milieu as like speedrunners yeah where it's like these guys are playing games that like the only difference is speedrunners are not generally competitive mm-hmm. um but yeah it's like a solved thing and you're trying to like find yeah my new like improvements at all times yeah you know? they are very competitive yeah but it's on a different it's on like a subtle because they're like really fake nice to each other yeah, yeah. that's what a lot of like uh, games done quick is yeah, yeah it's like it's all about community but yeah, like yeah. you hear like things some, some drama if, if you're in, in certain yeah certain twitter circles like i love seeing that in, like uh the fighting game community when people get shitty with each other well because the whole thing with speedrunning that's supposed to be like the whole um conceit of it is that like 
their the speed this game was solved via community effort right yeah. it wasn't one guy came in and set the world record and it's unsolvable like that guy set the world record over the course of five years and other people found other texts or whatever and then like there's people who aren't even ever planning on setting a world record like they know they're not going to be able to set a world record but they spend all their time looking for shortcuts shout out to summoning salt yeah um, oh that's my i, I, gotta, main put, I thing. gotta put put him in the show notes i need to make i need to get like a summoning salt clip yes yes <laughs> and edit chaotic pussy yes over <laughs> is there an iconic summoning salt like audio clip that like it it's, would, it's, it's his music yeah that would not be bad form to like cut in editing wise i know i know it's a little bold of me to start calling editing shots uh on my first appearance <laughs> but you know, like, well, you know, like we are so non-factor right there's no money being yeah made. no one's just gonna, do whatever you're not getting sued yeah yeah uh i the way that i've approached some of that stuff is i just tag whoever is in like a, something i use mm, you know okay. david lynch does not have an official instagram pre- pre- uh presence from what i can, can see um, he's on YouTube. He was on YouTube doing the uh, weather reports, but he's he said he's done with it. How do his Friday his Friday reports get posted to Instagram, or do other people rip them and post them? I have so the, I've been posting those to Instagram recently on our page. Yeah. Uh, my edit is I just put whatever song I'm hyper fixated on uh-huh. that day that yeah. whatever pops into my head. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> so so one of them is this song by I think the band's name is Soil. Okay. Which was a song that was on, like, you know, my high school football pump-up playlist. Mm, It's just like... (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All the butt rock, like, fucking (laughs) bullshit. (laughs) Love it. I've tried listening to funk in the gym, but it doesn't doesn't hit the same. It's too too smooth. Too cool. Um, I feel like anything like that is, like, I love gaming to it. Yeah, I, I, I'm, for me, it's always a mixed bag for like pump up music. Mm-hmm. I always like sometimes I'll go and I'll listen to just things I know. It, it has nothing to do with like the energy. It's just more like I'm trying to zen out. So it's just like if I know the lyrics, it's good. I'm driving there. I like if I'm going to my soccer game, I know the lyrics. Like you know, Interpol's coming on or something. Yeah. You know, it's like it's not hyper music, but. I know the lyrics so I can kind of close, turn my brain off. And sometimes I'll try to listen to like, you know, I'll be doing math rock and like really complex, really loud stuff. And sometimes it doesn't work though. Cause I feel like I do that and it just puts me on edge. Um, and then I feel like I'm more jumpy Yeah. and I like play worse. Cause I'm just like, Oh, I got, I gotta go. I gotta let out this energy, but then you make a bad decision. And then, uh, that always fucking sucks. Um, cause I'm like, uh, a little too um, in my head whenever I do anything like that. Mm-hmm. Do you need water or anything? Um, After the fucking sugar that... Dude, yeah, I could use some water. Right. The caffeine, the balls, and the ramune, like... <laughs> the ball... And the... Dude, we're on kind of a balls kick. There's a, a ball in my fucking ramune. Yeah, dude, balls out. Get this sweet incense burner or incense holder. Uh, from I want to say a gal like um, in Australia. Hmm. Handmade. Yeah, it's like an Etsy thing. Yeah, shit. It's nice. It's like ceramic. Um, 
Yeah, because you go like. Uh, you go to like any like corporate site. You go on any like you know Amazon or anything, you mm -hmm. can try and search up like uh, incense holder. It's like you get the live laugh love incense holders. Yeah, <laughs> the one I bought is just like a I bought on Amazon. And it's like just a the brown piece tray. Of wood. Yeah, like a brown wood tray. It's like ovular. It looks like a like a horse racing track. You know, yeah. Shape. I got it in my bathroom. Yeah, it's like it's in my bathroom. Did you buy that? I'm pretty sure I bought that. I bought one too. I have one. Uh, oh, okay. I mean, unless we bought two, and I unless you I bought think two I and had I two, did I, did and I, I gave one? you one. I think I, I think I had. Maybe you I stole one. But out. yeah, that is like that one. That one's just like a crappy one. Or maybe Eric bought it at some point. I don't know. But it's not super nice or anything. I do. Fuck I've you. been thinking about making. <laughs> I've been thinking about making a, a ceramic one, like yeah. not this fancy. I'm not good enough with ceramics, but you know, a little bowl and yeah. Um, it's nice because whenever I'm lighting incense, it's it's be trying to be conscious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and present. Sometimes it's only for the five seconds I'm doing it, and then I'm yeah. back in my mind palace, you sure. know, <laughs> rotating the cube yeah. or <laughs> whatever. It's something about, for sure, about ritual, though. I've been thinking yeah. about this with, like, with drugs in general, because mm -hmm. like, I don't really do drugs, mm -hmm. um, if any cops are listening. <laughs> uh, but also, I don't really do drugs, because I'm a bit of a square. Yeah. And, um, but I was thinking about the concept of drugs and, like, some of my thoughts about drugs in general, like I usually like, I, I get kind of into like a, a like an old guy. I get boomer about drugs, even when I don't do them. So it's like, oh, if you smoke weed, that's cool. Like I think you should. Then you know, if you hell cigarettes, hell yeah, uh, alcohol, why not? But I feel like when like you know my coworkers will be doing like they have the Zin, um, which I'm pretty sure is just an upper. An, I think it's nicotine. I think it's yeah. just straight up nicotine. Oh, is, like is a, it like little a pouch? pouch? Yeah, like yeah, a little yeah, yeah, pouch. yeah, yeah. And like that's where I kind of draw the line, and not because I think like, oh, it's like, it's too much. Mm -hmm. But like for me, it's like if you aren't doing the ritual of drugs, then like why are you doing them? You know, yeah. uh, aside from pure addiction, which yeah, yeah. Is, is a factor for sure. But like, it's like I guess although I was thinking the Zen has a little bit of a ritual behind it. There was a little bit of like my boss being like, hey, do you not asking me, but asking someone else who they knew. Uh, used it and we're like oh do you need any any zin and mm -hmm. uh she was like oh no i'm i'm actually on the i've lowered down to the six milligrams now or whatever you know and he's like oh that's crazy yes yeah. so it's a little bit of like a way for them to connect on their common usage yeah. of this but it feels very um a lot of people develop cigarette addiction at 19 years old working yes. in food it so. turns out yeah. pretty common yeah, yeah. <laughs> only way to get a break half the time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh I just like whenever I wanted a break and the smokers went out, I would just also go out and I would just hang out with them while they smoked and I wouldn't smoke. And it was like, are you, are you going to say something to me? Like these guys are all fucking off, you know, yeah. like I'll be back here. Like you're not going to stop me. Uh, but yeah, I've been kind of a boomer about the drugs and the ritual thing of like drugs are cool in the sense that they're a ritual in the sense that they're like a shared, a shared, even if you're not doing it with someone else, it's like my personal ritual of like, like, you know, I just watched you roll up a joint or whatever. Mm. Is, that, is it the joint when it's just yeah. like wrapping paper? Mm -hmm. um, by the way, that fucking little joint roller thing's really cool. It rules. Um, I've tried hand rolling fairly recently and it never... Not as cool, not as fun. I don't know if it's because I got baby hands or, you know, I think it's probably just more technique. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just very... It 
efficient to use the roller. But it looked nice. It looked very like yeah, satisfying. And yeah, like, yeah. Um, it's really nice if you have a backyard. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like that, like a little ritual for you, and you're doing it for yourself. You know, it's obviously part of the process, and you do it. And then, yeah. But then, like, even outside of you doing it by yourself, you know, later on, someone else is going to be like, oh, I was like rolling or I was doing this, I was smoking weed and you were like, oh yeah, you know, and then it becomes a shared experience. Like you just both having had done something similar or whatever and talked about it. I think it's, I think prep time is important with that stuff Mm because it it can be very easy with like food, drugs, whatever your, whatever your vice is, porn, uh, cat girls in Limzo Lominza. Um, if it's right there, it's very easy to just jump to that where you don't have to think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like if I had had a bowl already packed, my pipe is like clogged. That's why I didn't use yeah. it. So that's why I ended up rolling the joint. But as I was rolling the joint, I was able to like think about what I was doing and like clear my head and give me a task to focus on. Right. Um, and when you're using something that's going to alter, you know, mind-altering substances, it's important to have that process. People talk about that stuff a lot with, like, psychedelics, mm-hmm. but you don't hear people talk about that really with alcohol or weed very often, yeah. just because those are so normalized. Or they're prescription drugs. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, like, it's uh, um, to the point about, like, yeah, being in the right headspace. It's like when people go out to drink, yeah, and you, they don't prepare for it, and they end up just on some weird shit, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's, like, half of the angry drunks that they've gone out, like, to cope with something, but they didn't actually cope, think about it before they were doing it or why, yeah. you know, do it with a, a purpose. Um, and I, I think that's part of my experience with weed too, is when I smoke, it's like, I'm just smoking cause I've never done it. I don't really do it very often. My friends like, Hey, smoke. And so I'm not even like thinking about it. It's not part of like a whole, yeah. a whole ritual and a whole process. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the ritual thing is nice. I, I want to do that with more things is like, yeah, settle down and like appreciate the process, but I'm so like fucking, I don't know if it's like ADHD brain or if it's like, you know, growing up with the internet. So you get like the constant, um, feed of like images, you know, like I'm on the computer with my three monitors and four YouTube videos playing and Spotify and a video game going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like settling down and like not trying to do things as fast or as like efficiently as possible all the time is like half the struggle is like hey this doesn't need to be like i run into this at work all the time i'm trying to dump something into something else and it's like i could take another 30 seconds to do it like less messy yeah. trying to try to just do it in trying one to min max your uh uh-huh. your your 10 minutes will fucking destroy you yeah, yeah yeah like you actually just have to like let a task go for like over the course of an hour i mean obviously when you're working in a kitchen it's different but even when you're in your own house like just allowing yourself to like for me, some days it's like I'm doing the dishes, but I'll stop halfway through. Yeah, yeah. It's like I've been doing these for five minutes. It's like, actually, I'm going to go over here for a bit. I'll yeah. come back to this. Like, I don't always need to just like burst through something, just kind of being a little bit more open to, I don't know. But then at the same time, like, you know, something as simple as like scrubbing my fucking toilet. I'll mm-hmm. be like, I don't need to put this off for three hours. Sure. I'm just going to do this right <laughs> now. Like, I don't need to do this after I've done X, Y, and Z. Yeah. If I have the thought, do it, and then it's done, and I don't mm-hmm. have to think about it anymore. That's something I think about with even, like, picking up stuff on the ground is, like, like the idea of, like, having a thought and then doing it is, like, there's a sock on the ground, and you mm-hmm. walk past, and you're like, oh, that's not important. It's just a sock. I'll pick it up later. Mm-hmm. But then you don't, 
And then there's like, you know, 10 items on mm-hmm. the ground. Now it's not only physically there, it's also mentally there. There's yeah. an extra sock added onto your And you keep putting load. it off because yeah. for whatever the fuck reason. And then, yeah, yeah eventually it becomes a big problem. Now you have to set aside a block of time mm-hmm. to do the task. When it's like, dude, you walked past it, you could have just picked it up. And uh, yeah, I feel like it's really hard to, like, I, I catch myself doing that and thinking, I'll get that later. And then taking three more steps and be like, no. No, I need to get that now. <laughs> like, what am I doing here? Like, uh, yeah, that's going to bother me for the next fucking week or whatever. When are you going to play Sod? I'm going to play tonight. You can do it tonight? Because you're going to play today. I'll be on, yeah. I've got to do a little, like, online schooling thing and then I'll be on. Uh... Class. Are you gonna play Warrior? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think I'm realizing because it has me feeling this is this you know it's new content, but it's this video game that came out 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, and so it's got me thinking like I, the way that I consume video games these days has me thinking a lot more of like. Am I looking for a new experience or I'm just looking for something that is comfortable mm. in the same way that like, you know, my dad watches Monday night football every week is comfortable. Yeah. Me logging on for raid night is comfortable, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I, I think maybe finding the moderation in those, but also like, why am I spending time with this game in particular? Yeah. Because uh, sometimes I'm having actual fun with the game. Yeah. But sometimes it's like, no, this game is just a tool that allows me to process my day. Yeah. Like, I play a lot of simple city builders. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like, SimCity is too complicated for me. <laughs> like, you're talking about, like, Anos and, like, all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. I, like, look at those games, like, 4X style games, and yeah. I'm like... I wish. <laughs> like, I, I was not born with that brain. Yeah, yeah, I've tried them so many times. Yeah. Um, like I'd love to get into a sieve or something, but it's just like, dude, like so many stats. Yeah. Um, but those games that, but not those ones, but the ones that I play that are more simplified, um, really allow me to like, cause it's like putting a puzzle together, mm-hmm. you know, um, helps me process my day. I'll, I'll use, play those a lot to like wind down at night. Like, give me an example. Um, there's one called Dorf Romantic. I think it's a, you know, probably like a Dutch word or something that I'm just not familiar with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. D-O-R-F-R-O-M-A-N-T-I-K. Huh. And there might be an umlaut in there or something. I don't know. Is there not dwarfs in there? No. <laughs> no. I was thinking this is like a rip, a dwarf fortress rip. No, 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 no. It's just like these hexagonal tiles that you're okay. connecting. Um, you're trying to match rivers with rivers and fields with fields and housing with housing. And there's little, you know. Uh, objectives that'll pop up but it's just very calming music and mm-hmm. that sort of thing um how do we get on games i don't know i forgot i, you, I just asked you about sod oh yeah talking about like uh you know why am i playing a game yeah so i think about that a lot more and i haven't had like a strong desire because i've had games in my you know uh current uh, rotation that already fulfill that role of like right. a relaxing kind of just turning my brain off kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. So you do a Final Fantasy, yeah. 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 So like WoW wasn't that appealing. Mm-hmm. Um 
But since you're playing it, so I'll get some community shit with there with you. Uh, that's more appealing for me now. Uh, also, I just got all caught up in Final Fantasy. Right. <laughs> it's um, like there's nothing to do. I literally, bro, so I literally have every combat job leveled. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just finished leveling every craft <laughs> to, ma- to max. Uh, I have all of my Beast Tribe reputations maxed out. I have mm-hmm. all my reps maxed. There's like one or two like pieces of content, like casual content, right? That I haven't really played with, but it's just such a grind. I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. I don't need to spend another 500 hours on this thing that I don't really enjoy doing. Right. It was easy enough because leveling crafters is just logging on doing your dailies. It takes 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, Or at least the way that I did it. Um, So that was my reason for getting out of bed for the last month and a half. (laughs) Was to to finish those reputations So you're starting to need a new new thing that pulls you out of bed. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I um, uh, I was thinking I've been thinking about going back to Rocket League because I've been kind of on a break from it. Um, I didn't play this last season, you know, in my league, mm-hmm. and uh, so I was thinking about playing again. But it's always tough because I get I get too competitive, you know, and it becomes really like it does become stressful. You yeah, know? If, if we're not winning, we're not Tough doing one. well. It becomes really stressful, especially because like now that I'm running the franchise or whatever, it's like everything's on my plate you know if the team isn't doing well i don't get the the benefit of just being a guy and just being well you know like here's my thoughts on it but you guys do what you're gonna do and Mm -hmm. figure it out you know if you need to make changes let me know is is rocket league the most enjoyable competitive game you've ever played yeah i definitely Or is it just the one you're the best at um or are those the same thing for you yeah similar for sure yeah but i i yeah I guess those are pretty equivalent thoughts because I, I enjoy things I'm good at and I'm not great at Rocket League. I'm okay at it, but yeah. I used to play League of Legends a lot and like that was not very fun. Yeah. Uh, I just did that as like a, you know, I started that doing that when I was like 16, you know, 17 or whatever. So it was like just total like mental illness shit, you know, mm. where I'm just like fucking, I gotta, I gotta play League of Legends. I gotta get better at it. <laughs> and it's like, dude, I'm not gonna on that I'm, I'm gonna be so bad at this game. I'm gonna yeah. get mad every time. I would just get so pissed at League of Legends. Frankly, <laughs> like you know, I get mad in the same way you get mad at anything when things don't go your way. But mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I mean, it's the most fun. It's simple. I like. I it's very tactile. It's like it's like playing soccer, you know. Yeah. Uh, and that feels good to me. And the, the I, strategy is simple. It's it's fast moving. You know. I don't know when the switch flipped for me. It might have been playing like high school sports. Uh huh. Where some guys were taking it real serious, uh-huh. and I was kind of like, I'm just here to like not be 300 pounds. Right. <laughs> like that, that's why I'm playing football. Yeah. Um. But it was like, I remember with WoW rating that was that was part of me like approaching it more. I'm like, I'm just here to just kind of hang out, yeah, like just vibe or whatever. Yeah. Um. But I understood mechanics. Yeah. Like I understood the depths of the game. I yeah. just didn't really care to spend the extra 200 hours to get there with my character or whatever. Uh, I was like, I'm getting by. Yeah. Uh, the same thing happened in sports. Like I was not, I've never been like a huge, like I'm going to be on my fitness shit, uh, for this like team sport or whatever. Um, and I think that, I think that carried over into like, just like gaming in general for me. I either by luck or just like, cause I chose to remain dumb. I just, I would get to a point where like, I recognized I was, getting into a space where I just would have to actually follow meta to some extent. Yeah. yeah. And this is all prior to matchmaking stuff. This is all like community based, like counter strike yeah. and like team fortress servers. Uh-huh. Um, 
but I never really cared to like scrim or anything. I got to like a certain level of understanding within within the casual play of the game. Mm. But then as soon as it's like a, you know, we got to be on an internet forum and there's a guide and here's the optimal build, I kind of check out. At that yeah. Point. Huh. But I'm a big, like, I do like to min-max a little bit. Mm-hmm. I have to, I fight myself on it as when I'm playing, like, video games. Mm-hmm. With, like, sports, it's a little more blatant. It's just like, I'm, I'm, I'm playing sports to win. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> the, the fitness, totally secondary. I could give a shit. Yeah, yeah. The fitness is only, like. Be so that I don't get slower and then lose. Yeah, I'm there to win all the time, and it's funny like when you end up on a team with people who are like, and it's, this is always gonna happen. People who are there just like, uh, especially in like adult rec leagues, just there to get their exercise in. It's it's like yeah. checking off a box. Like cool, I've got my hour of ten thousand steps. Yeah, I, I did my running. Like cool, yeah. that's good for today. So, uh, and it's funny because like yeah, I'll, I'm like dude, I'll I'll sit on the bench. If it means we're gonna win, I prefer to be on the field and winning. But you know, uh, so it's like I always end up butting heads with those guys because it feels like, yeah, the competitive mindset is like way different. You know, they're there, they're just happy to run around and be sane and shape. And it's like, yeah, that's a cool like side benefit. But like, if I'm losing, I'm not having fun. Mm-hmm. And if I'm losing because we're just fucking off and not trying to win then I'm having even less fun. Like, if we lose and it's like the other team was just like, damn, you could just be like, those guys are so fucking good. Like, <laughs> like I would like to be better and I'll try to be, but like, sometimes someone's just better than you at something. Like, that's life, you know? But uh, when it's just like, oh, we're just losing because we're all just fucking off and not taking this seriously at all, then it's like, yeah. then that's when I'm having a bad time. But it's funny that you mentioned like, wow rating because I, I actually fall less in the competitive side for like, rating. Yeah, you're Most not logging or anything. Yeah, I... I I'm lo- I'm raid logging, so I'm just showing up for raids. Yeah, I'm not like I could never have done vanilla raiding, where like you have to spend another like you know ten hours a week gathering consumables oh, or some right. shit. Yeah, you yeah. know, like yeah. uh, I'm there to like get some gear, hang out with some friends, mm-hmm. goof up. But yeah, I want to learn the mechanics, and I I do get a little annoyed if like people are fucking around too much, and it's like you're failing an easy mechanic just because mm-hmm. you're not paying any attention at all to what's happening. But like. I'm not trying to get too worked up. I th- you know what this is? I think maybe it's like the same way as like being an older brother. The first time my brother started, well, when my brother started like consistently, wi- consistently winning fist fights, I decided I didn't want to fist fight anymore. <laughs> I think the first time I got my ass kicked in a video game at like 15, I was like, oh, I'm going to like just not be that invested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, yeah, doesn't, this doesn't feel good. Uh-huh. Um and I, and so it's, you know, it's just a cope. It's just yeah. me being like, actually, like I could, cause I still like to learn. I watch a lot of, uh, you know, competitive fighting games and stuff. And like, I understand what they're doing to the extent that like, I can't execute it myself. Yeah. Cause it's a, the physical aspect of it with, with, uh, those games. But, um, I have a general idea of what's happening, you know? Uh, I guess it's the difference between like just being a casual, you know, sports fan where you just like being in the atmosphere and like the mm-hmm. energy versus like understanding what like a four, three defense is. Right. 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 You know, like just, I, I like to get to that level Yeah, where I have like a general understanding of what a team or an individual is trying to do in a situation, regardless of the competition. Um, I just don't care that much to discipline. To, I just, I just, I just lack discipline. <laughs> <laughs> my entire, that's been the story of my life. Yeah, I think that, I mean, that's the part of sports and games I like. It's just 
yeah having a high enough knowledge that you know it's supposed to be happening mm-hmm. and then beyond that it's like for soccer i want to know that and i also want to be winning and physical sports but for video games that's why rocket league is different because it feels like a real sport so i'm like oh mm-hmm. i have this i have both thoughts going on but i'm also very i'm not good at it anymore because i'm like i can't execute as you're saying for fighting games where it's like oh i know what we're trying to do here and why mm-hmm. you're doing that situation but i would never be able to execute that the same mm-hmm. for for me and rocket league but wow was like Especially classic WoW feels like so not competitive. Like, yeah, you can yeah. grind out your parses, but also like it's so teamwork based too. It's like you have to, you know, your parse gets better if your group is doing better. You know, mm-hmm. it's like not just it's not a pure measure of individual performance. Whereas like in like soccer, you you could see or like a real sport, there could be. I mean, shit, you see with a uh, the fucking Angels in baseball, right? Mm-hmm. Terrible team, mm-hmm. but they've got. The best player in baseball on their team, Mike Trout. Yeah, yeah. Is, Mike that, Trout. is that who you're talking about? I'm talking about Otani. <laughs> oh, is that the guy that just signed the bajillion dollar contract with the Dodgers? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. He just signed with the Dodgers. With the Dodgers, okay. He's been with the Angels for six years. Then. Oh, okay. Because what I was, I was only seeing brief Mike headlines. Trout was like when, but Mike Trout like a decade ago. Right? Mike Trout's Trout still before Otani. Does Mike Trout still? Yeah, play? he still plays. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's I mean, just baseball, injured regularly. Oh, okay, now. baseball, you can last like. Yeah, your mid forties. Yeah, like Mike Trout's probably still like going Hall of Fame. Like he's still really good, even like when he when he's there, he plays and he's really good. He's not as good as, but Otani's like the like something we've never seen before. I saw because I was seeing captions. What is he a position player? Was so it? he's a pitcher. He's a designated hitter and a pitcher. Oh, okay. So this is a sort of dude who hits forty five bombs in a season and then has like a two point five ERA. Is he the ace? He's like typically the ace on the rotation as well. Is that what you're saying? Or is he like the two or three guy? So he gets a little less he, he time just, actually, just because like. He could just actually hit. He can hit like an insane yeah. amount. Yeah. So he's just, That's he's wild. just a good, he's just like a really good pitcher and also one of the best batters in the league. Yeah. It's just like an un, unheard of skill set. You know, it's yeah. like guys should not be able and to. And he was in the AL. Yeah. He was, uh, is the AL with. I thought I think the so Angels are I think the Angels are yeah, yeah. So if he was on that team, then they had a designated hitter. Yeah. Or or so saying, yeah exactly. Oh, wait, on night, he would be the designated hitter. On nineteen hitter. pitch, he was hitting. Yes. Would he also was he able to play? I don't but know I think he would on the nights that he pitched. Was he not able to hit? I them? think he would also. Must they were at an NL stadium? Or something? I kind of think he would also hit if he was pitching, but maybe not. Yeah. But yeah, the nights he wasn't pitching, he was just depends on the designated hitter. Yeah. I haven't followed that stuff in years. They, that that's you know because baseball is the pitch clock and shit. Yeah. It's yeah. so fun because I've been so clocked out on sports for the last decade. Yeah. Right? There's this pitch clock now. Like, yeah. you kick the extra point at the 25-yard line. <laughs> like, the, I still see that stuff. And I'm like, well, pitch clock's a lot newer. But I'm just like, whoa. Like, yeah, yeah. What the fuck's going on? I, I haven't. I missed, a, I missed the patch notice. Dude, I haven't watched since season two. This is where games are so far ahead of fucking sports. Is like uh-huh. the centralized patch notes thing. Like, mm-hmm. they can come in and be like, well, here's the changes and why we made them. Sports is like you have to, like. Yeah, MLB.com might fucking release something, but it's like they don't really explain any of it. And the, they don't really explain the full thought process. Yeah. And then you have to read it's like a conversation with the owners, not necessarily the, uh, the fans. community. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas like games are like they need to tell the community what's happening, you yeah. know, and explain it. And then the community's going to have feedback. Uh, but yeah, like in like baseball, right? You can have the best guy on the dog shit team, you know, like just the worst fucking team. And like, but everyone knows he's the best guy because there's like, ways to measure 
that he's good, regardless of if his team's losing all the time. Yes. That's Whereas, where, like, that's where login comes in. Yeah, but in like yeah. Warcraft logs, that's not necessarily true. Your yeah. parse gets better because work, you know, the game itself, or like, unless you, unless you play a selfish class, you can play which selfishly, is, get a parse. which is what I do. Yes, and well, also, and also, you can do it selfishly to get a parse in the sense that some classes don't require the burst phase isn't as the burst phase isn't as big of a deal for them. Yeah. But it's like when you know. Um, you know, you want bloodlust to be a bigger percentage of the fight. Yeah. And the only way it's a bigger percentage of the fight is if the whole raid is doing more damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the fight's shorter. Yeah. So, like, if your fights are going long because everyone else is, like, not doing the damage they're supposed to do, then your parse is just going to... You're not going to get a 99 parse on a fight where your guild is not also, like, doing 99 parse, will, like, mechanics. I will yeah. watch the... Because... So I play Black Mage on Final Fantasy, which mm. is a completely doesn't have any rate buffs. It's okay. completely selfish, just pure magic DPS. It's always it's supposed to be one of the highest DPS, just yeah. for personal DPS. Sometimes meta wise, it's not the best, um, be, just because of how fights work. You know, mm -hmm. you have to it's the type of class suits you have to stand still and just have three second casts. You know, right. so if it requires a lot of movement or something, it can mess that up. But it's interesting watching uh, speedrunners try and like min max the stuff of like oh we actually don't use our buffs here because there's just so much movement we have to wait 30 seconds and delay mm. it and like figuring out like those little nuances yeah um again not anything that i enjoy doing personally yeah <laughs> but i love watching it and hearing about it and yeah. like someone doing a write-up on the theory of why yeah. they're doing it same thing same reason why i don't go play out go out and like play tackle football or right. play a lot of rec basketball yeah at the park because i don't want to catch an elbow to the face yeah. like i'm not interested yeah yeah, uh, you should go play basketball. That'd be fun. I thought about it. Just get out, get out on the courts. I've started. Um, I'll go down to Roosevelt here and like, uh, just like do layups. I've done that a handful of times. Yeah. Um, listen to music. It's yeah. a nice like way to get my heart rate up. They get some pretty good um, pickup games going somewhat regularly. I've seen. They do. But yeah. Like I'm also like I'm a tall guy, but I'm I can't jump. Yeah, I don't really have like the stop and start like build. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe you're more of like a YMCA guy. <laughs> yeah, I fucking yeah. I would probably, yeah. I need to play with like the sixty plus plus. Yeah, guy. where you can kind of hang out. You can move a little slow. No one really yeah, cares. Yeah, yeah. You know, you'd be big. You know, so, so, so. Yeah, I'm already I'm already in the retirement league. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just waiting for when I get to join the fucking old guys. That's what sucks now. It's like, dude, I'm starting to play with like. Yeah, like twenty two year olds. Oh, is there old dude soccer like forty? Oh, no, there's a t there's way oh, more there's you know, way more old guys. I've seen these guys are, in the park. I've yeah. Seen them, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's way if you like search soccer leagues. Yeah. There's whole like big competitive leagues in the Sacramento area that are all the yeah like fifty plus or whatever. Yeah, and like there's a lot of like indoor leagues will have separate fifty plus leagues. You yeah. know. Um, I've seen guys like playing like five v five in the park with like yeah. the little pop up nets. Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah. There's a lot of pickups like that. Those are usually mixed. I, I play in a pickup on Sunday sometimes where it's like, yeah, there'll be some dudes that are in their sixties and also some like straight up teenagers, like yeah, fourteen year olds, you know. Yeah. So like totally mixed bag, which is kind of fun. Like I don't really the old guys. I don't really care about playing with as much. They're um, they can be nice, but they can also be like a little intense and weird. But, like I don't take pickup soccer very seriously. Like what? doesn't matter i know it's bad news when i'm like a top four player out of you know the fucking 30 out there uh just top four player in general because like i'm not that good you know I, like i should not be one of the better players here in every respect 
but it is fun when you play with like the 14 year olds and then like you kind of body one up a little bit and they like they they, they try to play it cool they're like yeah. oh they're like oh no it's cool man it's fun introducing them to man strength yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like, dude, i'm just bigger than you like you you can't get too cute with this because yeah. i'm just bigger than you yeah. and like yeah it's a little unfair like you're probably more talented than me right now and uh-huh. you in a totally fair world where I don't get to use my size advantage, like you would probably like dice me up, but I'm going to use my size advantage because <laughs> I'm not losing. So like, uh, you know, I try not to be too rough with them, but they usually take it one. It does feel very like fulfilling a little bit in the sense that like, also, yeah, you're, this kid is trying to like learn and pick up and he's how like, to really, play, like, yeah. How, soccer, especially yeah. Adults. Yeah. Yeah. These really like disadvantageous uh, positions, you know, mm-hmm. um, especially because there are some guys that are a little younger than me. But that are actually good that show up sometimes. And that's always interesting. It's like, oh, these guys like really know what's going on. But then you know, there's also a ton of people who are there just to get their exercise in. They don't really know what's going on. They have really weird ideas about how to play. And that's always interesting to people ever talk politics at soccer games? I've never no, no. You never heard anything? No, not really. Talking about who I'm sure vote. a couple of the old no, guys talk about who they're gonna vote for. Next yeah, year. I'm sure a couple of old guys have showed up in like before. There was some dork I was at my uh uh my company but that sounds fucking stupid uh <laughs> i was at my work's christmas party the other mm. night and uh it was, it was in it was off franklin over here just some pizza place and uh dude had like a biden harris hat on nice <laughs> nice not anybody from my work yeah, yeah, yeah just but just some, that was just the vibe right yeah. the, the what's around there and i was just like <laughs> <laughs> dork, wearing my biden harris hat yeah, on, yeah. on friday night I'm trying to connect <laughs> with the other biden harris fans like yeah from across the bar like oh i saw your biden hat. that's the one like aspect of like maybe it just doesn't exist but like the biden harris like meme pages Mm. they're also like more just like making fun of uh conservatives like i want to see more of like the um the biden harris like you know we're the cool guys right avengers type stuff that's the type of stuff that uh um it's like the dark Brandon shit half the time. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. I guess that is it yeah. for like younger liberal. There's this dude on Twitch that's just like unironically. He's got like the all of the Democratic like signage behind nice. him, and I'm like, how are you on this website? <laughs> he gets like 300 viewers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe most punchable face dude, I've ever seen. Fucking I wish epic, I his name. epic liberal content, dude. Like, I have. You give well, me the example. Let's pull this shit up. Yeah, the, the based epic liberal makes me laugh so hard. I was in this, like, you know, I've been in a few different random online communities mm-hmm. that were just friends hanging out. Um, and I'd be in this, these, we moved from, like, Skype to Discord. And some of these guys, apparently, they got really into Destiny stuff mm-hmm. for a while. And um, I think they're probably still into it. But it's the epic neoliberal guy is so funny who will just straight up be like, yeah, we should... Uh, you know, it's fine to like poison the water supply somewhere because it actually saves shareholders money somewhere mm-hmm. else. And um, the quality of life in America is better than it ever has been. So like, what are you complaining about? And it's like, <laughs> all right. I, God, I don't know if I actually follow him. Twitch has an, does an okay job sometimes of like allowing you to find uh, people. It'll have this thing now where it's like people who watch X viewer also watch. Um, so I was trying to like click on, I mean. Yeah, see if it would pop up on your list he's got his handle is something like you know democracy lover nice or something 
Yeah, I remember getting got a, getting in a big fight with this guy in the community because he was a big Destiny fan. You know, his whole thing, he's like, so he was like, I'm, you know, rational, logical, liberal guy. Like, yeah. I support neoliberal, like, unironically a neoliberal, you know. And uh, he got all butthurt at me for the uh, hammer and sickle in my username because uh, he told me it was the, basically the same as a swastika. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, which is like so fucking sick. I told you in third, thick, I, to, I made sick. a shirt in third grade with the hammer and sickle. And I told you about that, yeah. I don't, it was like a special... I don't think so. I was in Mrs. Lynn's class, and I had been okay. watching a lot of Rocky Four. Okay. <laughs> I think you got the wrong message from Rocky Four. No. In your four, though, what they were trying to do. Or were you... Because be Ivan Drago, Drago was cool as Yeah, fuck. that's what I'm saying. I think you got the wrong message. And if, them, what, if what they can change, and I can change, <laughs> anybody can change. <laughs> so I, that was like my superhero. This is before superhero movies, right? Yeah, so yeah, So I was yeah. watching that a bunch. I was like, hammer and sickle is kind of fucking cool. I made a t-shirt cool. with like a with some gel like paints. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it was like a special reward for whatever. It was me and like a few other students. And I remember my teacher at the time making me like she didn't get me in trouble for it, but she said, Oh, you have to make a new shirt. Like, you can't do this. Those are weapons. That was her because uh, she didn't want to get into the who knows, bro? Yeah, I mean, yeah. this is a woman who decorated her classroom with dragonfly stuff. Okay, yeah, yeah. This is third grade. Yeah, yeah. Like a third grade teacher yeah. in North Idaho yeah. in the late 90s. Like, who knows what she thought? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I remember... Oh, God, that would be such a sick shirt to have. That'd be so sick. Like, like a my, hand. Like, like clearly a child. Something that I made yeah. at nine years old. Just gel like, paints. <laughs> yeah, red and yellow gel paints. Like, aren't hammered singles cool? Which, <laughs> like, yeah, you are so right, dude. They are so <laughs> fucking cool. Cool fucking simple, bro. It's one of the cool like and that, that and the, that and the fist are like the. the and thing. I specifically remember my dad being upset by it too, not because of me doing a hammer sickle. She was like, "It represents the workers. It represents farmers and factory workers. Like, what the fuck?" Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like because he, even though he definitely is like a more like dirty commie like mindset. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he understood what those symbols were. Yeah, it was like the they're not a hate thing or anything. Right. It's just the Soviet Union, whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah, it's a. Uh... I'm trying to trying to have a rational conversation with this guy about how the swastika is not the same as the hammer and singles, and it's obviously worse for very clear reasons. But pretty tough when the guy goes like, "So I'm like, yeah, well, my great 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 grandfather came from Lithuania, and there was uh-huh. a famine there when the Soviet Union." Like, yeah. All right. And you're like, cool. So we're not gonna have a real conversation, I, are we? Like, I mean, I start. I think what I've because I've heard other people uh, we know say those things, and I'm just like. Uh, yeah. I mean, I live in a country where you know millions of people are living on the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> and like yeah. dying, and like you know my uh-huh. people I'm related to. Yep. It's like you view the American flag the same way there, right? Like, yeah. And then, then like you see like the the unless they immediately just go into a reactionary thing, but they see like the fucking neurons start to fire right, right, in their right. head, and like, oh, I've normalized all this pain and suffering uh, that's right fine. around me. <laughs> like this is just part of it. Well, it's like um a very typical thing where like you know if uh, a government that we don't like does something it's because they like actively caused a famine right so like I, I ran into this a little with like the Maoist stuff and like the Great Leap Forward where it was like these were like legitimate attempts to better you know change society and better the lives of like you know millions hundreds of millions of people mm-hmm. and like yeah it did fail in a lot of ways and caused a bunch of people to die and like that's bad but when you have that, it's like, okay, you know, Mao is therefore a genocider. 
And then you're like, okay, well, what about like, you know, the Mingali famine or something where, you know, Winston Churchill basically directly, and it's always like, well, that was just a, an unfortunate policy position. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's just, it's just bad policy. It's mm-hmm. not really anyone's fault. Like mm-hmm. no one did a genocide on purpose. It was just <laughs> bad policy, you know, like capitalism gets, a, you know, capitalism. Did you see that headline? Get away with it, you know. Since you mentioned the G word, did you know that we're going to retire it? Did you see that headline? I think it was in the New York Times. It was, it was the Times or Wall Street Journal. A little Tribune, maybe. We're going to retire. It was a headline basically essentially saying, uh, if I did actual prep for the show, I would have this written. Yeah. Down. But it, was, it just said, like, maybe it's time to return, retire the term genocide. Uh, and then the subtitle is something along the lines of, oh, I'm just going to look it up. We should retire genocide. <laughs> We should, I agree with that. Wall Street Journal, dude. Three days ago. Is it the Saturday essay? Is it time to retire the term genocide? From Capitol Hill to the Middle East, a word invented to describe the ultimate crime has become a political flashpoint. Uh-huh. By, turns act, out by killing, Adam Kirsch. Turns out killing people is like kind of contentious with a lot of other people. <laughs> Only a dollar per week. I gotta get like an add-on so I can yeah. skip this shit. Alex um, is usually pretty good about this, but I don't really no, yeah, I, I'm for, not, I'm I forgot not a, how to pirate. I'm not an article head. Yeah. Uh, I've never really looked into it too much. Yeah. There's a few like archive sites that you can probably use, but I don't know. But yeah. It's always too much work. Yeah, that's a funniest title. <laughs> that made it past an editor. Is it time to retire the term genocide? Like an editor read that title and was like, yeah, that's something we can put out <laughs> in the world. I do think we should retire genocide though. Like we're, I'm kind of over it. Yeah. Okay, let's let's stop doing genocide okay. anywhere. But yeah, it's always a policy decision. Hunger, like child childhood hunger in America. It's like, well, you know, it's just like the money's not there. It's an unfortunate policy position. We yeah. couldn't, you know, we couldn't get the votes for the uh, end childhood hunger bill. And that's just like, no one's making this. It's like, dude, there's people out there who voted against the end childhood hunger bill. That's, that means they're responsible for not ending childhood hunger, right? Like yeah. if the difference between ending childhood hunger and not doing it was them voting yes on something that's not a policy decision. That's an active choice to do something, you know, like, uh, it's the same as like, uh, I mean this, and I always thought this was kind of full of shit a little bit, but when the UN told Elon Musk, like, Hey, you know, we could end worldwide childhood hunger or worldwide hunger or whatever for oh, yeah, half he, of your net worth or whatever. He did, didn't he do some shit like, all right, bet. Like he said, all right, bet. And, and then he said, you know, and he said, and then he bought Twitter. He said, instead. if he said something along the lines of like, if the UN hunger council could prove or could like told me I could end world hunger mm-hmm. with my money, I would do it. And then they were like, Repost, well, you they like retweeted it. Yeah. They're like, well, you could, Yeah, it would actually, we've estimated it only takes this much money to do this. I think it's like $10 know, billion. Dollars. Yeah. Something like a fourth of his wealth. Yeah. yeah. It was like, you know, this is the amount of money it would take to do it. And then he like waffled on it. Like very like, <laughs> Oh, well, um, I'm going to need to see a detailed plan. Like a really, you know, then it became like, I, okay, how then, detailed and I think a plan. Within 10 weeks, it was like, he, he bought Twitter or at least uh-huh. talked about buying Twitter yeah, yeah. and then got forced into buying it like six months later. Right. And then, so now he doesn't have the money to end world hunger. <laughs> but I mean, I did, I did also never really buy into the UN hunger councils, like claim they could end world hunger. Yeah. Not because I think like it wouldn't be, actually relatively easy in terms of like you know the logistics are pretty straightforward like get get people food um and it's not about shipping them food it's just like you got to build infrastructure but is the yeah. un itself going to 
actually effectively do that? Like, yeah. no, because like their hands, you know, they've uh, corporations fucking hands in their pockets too. So mm-hmm. like, uh, it's, you know, corporate or corporations have them in their pocket. So it's like, it's not really profitable to end hunger in the way you're describing, but, um, but it does make me laugh when shit like that happens. I think that's probably the easiest way that I'll describe. Sure. Yeah. That's the easiest way that I'll connect uh, uh, politics and like uh, capital to people is explaining that if there's not a profit incentive, it doesn't get done. Yeah. In this country. Yeah. Uh, If you can't make money off of it, we're not going to do it. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting when people always complain like, oh, government is so inefficient or whatever and it's like part of the reason it's inefficient is because what you have to do is then you have to like be like okay cool we need to build this road and you're like cool let's build a road how hard can it be we all know how to we all do but you know there's so many people in the country who can build a road mm-hmm. it's not like a fucking esoteric hidden knowledge so like cool we'll just get one of those people to build a road it's like Oh, no, no, no. Well, we've got to do like a, a public bidding on the project proposal because like we wouldn't want anyone to have an unfair shot at making money. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, okay, sure. I guess we don't we don't want it to just go to whoever you, you know. You got like four or five like local we guys gotta find a guy. to like bid. Yeah, so we've got to find a guy who will yeah. do it. So we have to make it fair. Yeah. Okay, so now they can all bid. Yeah. And now it's like, all right, well, we've got the guy we want. Uh, he gave us the lowest bid, right? So it'll be the cheapest to do it through him. Yeah. But that doesn't actually mean anything because the cost is if he doesn't do it in his budget, well, the road is still not built, right? Yeah. Like, so if he, if his budget it balloons beyond what it is because he's trying to make money or whatever the fuck else, and you cut him off and you're like, no, dude, it costs this much. We're not paying you anymore. Okay, well, now that you have a half-built road. So now you have to still implement a new budget proposal for now a, a new guy to come in to finish the half-built road. So there's yeah. really like a lose-lose, right? This guy actually has no incentive to not fuck Dude, around. You know how dumb I am? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> open, real open-ended like, question like, there, brother. Like, I'm driving down the freeway here, uh-huh. and like I'm seeing guys in orange vests, and I'm just assuming they're government employees. Like, all the time. That, like, yeah, yeah. I never have made the connection. Like, there's not like a government construction company yeah it's just private contract yeah there's like caltrans and they will hire engineers and stuff but they're not the guys out there like building it they're yeah. there's like a to help plan it out especially for bigger projects like oh yeah. building a freeway but that's all that's why it takes so much time on uh-huh. some of these projects because like oh we didn't we fired half our laborers yeah that's like tiger because they like, wanted more money they have these big <laughs> so, companies that have contracts like tiger or whatever uh-huh. so it's all like those guys and they might wear caltrans shirts or like logos because it's a Caltrans project. Yeah. But it's all like uh private public yeah, private yeah. partnership shit. Uh so yeah, those are yeah, they just there's hiring guys, firing guys, they're like uh buying materials from wherever the fuck they want. Oh, like, well we I'm I'm not you know, I'm no it'll take three more it. we, it'll take three more weeks to get here, but I'm gonna save, you know, four thousand dollars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm not always sure like how the budget proposal works, like if they have to it can cost that much but from what i've gathered there's a lot of projects that like the low bidder comes in and is like yeah dude it's not gonna even cost us like 
as much as those guys say it is. And you're like, cool. And then you're, you're fucking hired. And then they come in and they fuck around and they either do a really garbage job or it costs just as much or more than the other guys bids. But like they got it locked in on contract at this price, but like, yeah, what are you going to do? Not give them more money to finish the road. Like we want this road to be finished. So you're kind of like locked in and they'll, they'll, you know, bullshit you a little bit about like, what the money's going to, we had, you know, uh, material costs are going up. Um, gas prices have gone up since the proposal, so it's costing us more to do this work. You know, turns out it's going to take us a hundred guys to do it instead of fifty. So like, you know, the money's to pay their wages has to come from somewhere. And then like, what's the government going to do? Be the guys who were like, well, we weren't willing to, you know, provide jobs to fifty extra people. Because, yeah, you know, the, the fucking buzzword of providing jobs is such, like, a, that, a big thing. That's probably the... Because I do follow the White House on Instagram. Nice. I like getting it straight from the horse's mouth. Mm-hmm. And it's fun to see when whatever intern or whatever, you know, whatever, whoever's their social media person spins up, whatever kicks they get on... Uh, like recently, it's been very much like re-election stuff where we're talking about uh, employment numbers and we're talking about, it's like a new hashtag of like, that's Bidenomics. Nice. Has the White House posted Bidenomics? Oh, yeah. Damn. Biden, they got... They're memeing, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got... Um, the the employee... <laughs> the, 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 what's fun, though, is like you get in the comments and it's the same thing like when Trump was in office, it was again... You're uh, you're going to jail, you know. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just the other team now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you get like four or five like comments down, and there'll be the one like you know, blue wave person <laughs> or whatever, twenty twenty four. But for the most part, it's people dunking on them. But on those posts, it's really fun because like, it's just broke ass motherfuckers. So it doesn't the like oh your son spent uh eight hundred thousand on you know hookers and blow or whatever. Uh-huh. It's more just um, you know, he's talking about how there's however many more jobs created and so many more people are employed. And one of them was some guys are just talking about, yeah, cause you have to have two or three jobs now you ask. Right, right. And like the thing that I always go back to is like, there's no talk of wages. Yeah. 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 Ever uh-huh. in the, in this, in this very yes. basic propaganda to anybody that pays attention to any of this stuff. But like being employed doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't say anything about like being housed or fed or having more than yeah. two hundred dollars in your bank account. It also sucks time. shit, and no one wants to be employed. It <laughs> right. fucking sucks. Being full time, like having to work forty plus hours a week at some job where all they're doing is selling burgers, uh-huh. is such bullshit. Yeah, it feels like a threat when they talk about employment <laughs> numbers more than it is like a promise. You yeah, know? yeah. So like, if you're not careful, we'll we'll make you be employed. <laughs> Please don't. Uh, yeah. Well, and the unemployment numbers are so fucked because I was talking about this earlier, but they're so like um, incorrect or not even incorrect, but like the it's that one like on its face unemployment number seems like a straightforward concept. So yeah. like everyone's going to just read that and be like, well, it's clearly it's just like the percentage of people who don't have a job is in you the country. So, I think you said something to me about this the other day. Yeah. So like, do, like people on like, well, the, de- the definitions of all this stuff count. are yeah. totally there's there, I remember reading a thing a while ago where there's like if you're out of the job market for enough time mm-hmm. you actually fall off if you like aren't getting a job in a certain amount of time you actually fall off the unemployment numbers you don't mm-hmm. count as an employable person even so if like, you're not on like disability yeah or, or, exactly or anything you're just 
whatever it just falls out of there. yeah you're just like well it's like well he's just like it's basically like just you're getting the neat label like oh cool you're neat like yeah you're not getting fucking employed like yeah. you're we're fucking good here and like of course homeless people are not included in unemployment numbers right, yeah, yeah. because yeah. they're not employable yeah so therefore well what's the point of including employment numbers mm-hmm. so the measurement feels like you know the homeless should definitely be included in that because like not part of their problem but part i mean a lot of the problem is they don't have a place to live therefore they also don't have money coming in so they can't afford a place to live we don't have any social safety net having so yeah so you have to be able to work at least 30 hours a week in order to survive. right so yeah. they should be included in the in the unemployment numbers because like it's even though it doesn't mean anything in terms of like actual like probably going to get hired pool of people yeah the you know the solution for them is not give homeless people jobs it's to give them housing and food and whatever mm-hmm. but like it still would paint a better picture of like how fucked the economy is and how fucked people are. Cause if you're like lose your job and then you become homeless, you're no longer an unemployed guy, even though the reason you are homeless now is because you lost your job. Right. So, you know, it's like, it's, and they can, they can just be like, Oh, well, you know, the, the numbers are dropped. So it's like, the idea is like make it as bad as possible for the people who've fallen off but good enough for the re- everyone else that like no one notices and your unemployment numbers can stay low. Hold up the Instagram here. Hell yeah. Good news. The economy created 199,000 jobs. What in is creating a job? Bringing even our total mean? to 14 million Americans who know the dignity that comes with a paycheck. What the, f- what hey, does, Hey, just be happy. You're getting a paycheck. <laughs> Dude, all, the okay? dignity. I yeah. feel dignified. I feel so dignified when I get a paycheck. <laughs> yeah. What does creating a fucking job even mean? Yeah. Well, I guess, okay, so we got people in the comments Gabby, now. Gabby Reed letting them know. People pissed about this. I don't know if you've heard about this. <laughs> this this, this uh, genocide's got people upset. This genocide got people worked up. Turns out, people don't like genocide. Maybe, Gen- maybe not good? Biden needs to do a thing, like the White, White House needs to do a thing where it says uh what the approval numbers are for genocide mm-hmm. like oh uh, we noticed the approval numbers for genocide are trending downwards these are my favorite when i get oh, them when, they're when i get them when i get the strut or like she's not there but it's you know the benzos and yeah. uh the booze and then he's not there just because he's fucking <laughs> he's not there, there ever. Last, last decade yeah, yeah even in the zoomed in picture he's like not there at all dudes <laughs> honestly you know, if this didn't affect people's lives in a real way, like yeah. you'd almost feel good for him. You know, like this dude's living his dream. He's doing it. He's he's wanted to be president. Oh, did so you hear about, bad. Did you hear about the high speed rail? No, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like it's all election shit. This is stuff that doesn't isn't going to get done. They don't have contracts for it. No. It's just we've announced the idea, announced funding to build the first high speed rail. Yeah, 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 but we don't have anybody that's actually building it. Yep. So, oh yeah. Those, oh, couldn't, we couldn't find it. It's just yeah, literally sorry, someone's going to be on the books for nine months. Oh well, you know the environmental testing for the area or whatever just kind of like it, it just, the funding. There's no way a single track of this no, gets laid before November 2024. Nope. I love like where is this sign here with the high speed rail? Like yeah. what is what is the high speed? They just put up a banner <laughs> that just says high speed rail. Like what the hell is happening? Like. It's like a generic. I'm such a video game brain dude. I'm like, yeah, that's what it would say. Because that's, that's what it would say in Far Cry yeah, yeah. Five. And where it was just like, um, how are we going to decorate this train station? I don't know. Put put train on <laughs> yeah, it. it like, just says train. Like, symbolize that it's a train. Uh. Airplanes here, you know. Like, what yeah. the hell are we doing? Oh, these are awesome. 
So oh, I love I love Biden walking with like a a, a quote unquote blue collar worker. Yeah. You know, like wearing the, the safety vest on stage. Well, because you wouldn't know they're a blue collar worker unless they wore safety vests. Yeah. Safety blue collar workers wear safety vests. See, I read this. We're investing eight point two billion in ten major passenger rail projects across the country, reaching tens of millions of people. But I can't I don't know. I haven't actually looked at the details on this. There are probably some positive aspects of it. Sure. But there was another uh, post that I saw that like the station, some of the stations that they're proposing are in the middle of nowhere. Like one's in the middle of the California desert. Nice. Like you have to still have to commute three hours yeah. <laughs> to get to this station. No one's fucking actually thought about how this is going to work. It's insane. So it doesn't help anybody that lives in a community that uh-huh. can want access. You already have to have a car to get to it this hat dude the fucking hat <laughs> oh, they the, i love these hats they, they oh. had a lot of first nations people in oh nice man do you think these people know like know that they're sellouts or like yeah, yeah i got yes like i'm not i'm not plugged in enough Look, to like tribe politics I, yeah i can't like, say I, I, I feel like these people are not welcome yeah i would the, say at my, the proverbial cookout you my know knowledge I mean? of like a uh, tribal politics comes entirely from longmire yeah um, is that a local tribe here no what is what is Longmire? is a TV show. Oh, I'm not familiar. Longmire is like a procedural fucking <laughs> crime show. Okay. The premise of it is like Longmire is the name of the main guy. He's a sheriff in South Dakota or something, uh-huh. and it takes place in a fictional area with like that's next to a reservation. So he runs into a lot of things where he works with the tribal police and also the tribal council. And also just, you know, uh, oh, natives got, on the reservation. You got Starbuck in here? Dude, yeah. Katie Sackhoff is in it. it it's so awesome. Lou Diamond Phillips. Lou Diamond Phillips is in, amazing in this. Yeah. Uh, and this is this was my laundry folding show for a while. Hell yeah. Uh, this guy right here, uh, Graham Green that plays Malachi. Yeah. He's like he's like the bad guy. Yeah. Fucking cool as hell, dude. Um, yeah, I don't know most of these actors. Yeah, it's a... Uh, so you you get a lot of like you know so tribal you, politics yeah. are corrupt thing, but also like it's actually okay. Weirdly, it you would expect because it's very like rural. You know, he's the he's the cool rural sheriff. Yeah. You know, he is the law. He comes in and he fixes shit. Mm-hmm. There's drugs. He gets in there and busts up the drug ring himself. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's corrupt politicians. He makes it work. But like, it is also kind of anti-capitalist in a way because he's just like a guy going around. And a lot of the tension comes from, like, rich guys trying to buy a lot of land and make a bunch of money in the, like, frontier or whatever. And there's, like, a couple recurring rich guys that own big mansions or whatever, and they're trying to do development. And then there's a lot of tension with the tribal council and, like, the connections with the tribal police and, like, mm-hmm. the drug issues over in the reservation. And then the tribal council's corrupt, or he thinks some of them are, or some of them actually are. They're, you know, because then they're trying to build a casino. One, there's a whole story arc of them trying to build this casino, which, mm-hmm. of course, leads to more corruption or whatever. But you see a lot of the same things where there's a couple of the guys who are like, there's the regular natives who are in the reservation who are poor as hell, living in like ramshackle shacks, like garbage living conditions, super low quality of life. And then you have like these wealthy tribal council people who are like, they don't really get into too much. You don't have too many of the like, here's the tribal council and it's all old white guys. And you're mm-hmm. like, well, you know, cause they're all one eighth Cherokee or whatever. Like mm-hmm. these guys are most at least in this show presented as native, but a lot of them, yeah, there's the class disparity between like a very like blatant class disparity. You got to, 
you should casually watch the show. Next time you just need to put some on. There's like, I don't know if the show runners intended it, but there's yeah. some real like class consciousness things going on, yeah. you know, where it's like, turns out the poor white people over here with the rich white guys trying to fuck up their whole lives all the time. And they're dealing with drugs and crime and everything have a lot in common yeah. with the poor natives who are also dealing with a bunch of crime while they're like tribal council, their little tribal government is full of a bunch of really rich people. I would say the people, you know, that I'm following on social media that are doing the most rad shit are native people for yeah. the most part. Yeah, yeah. Uh especially when it comes to like stopping pipelines and stuff. Right. <laughs> Which yeah, is... and then you got the guys going to uh, the White House <laughs> to not... get on the White House for the, Instagram for page the fucking photo with the cool there. hat, you know. Yeah. I think we'll go two hours. I think my plan for this one is we'll have I don't think I want to release a two hour podcast because yeah, I don't yeah, think that's people... a lot. <laughs> that's We'd have to, we'd already have to have people that actually care about this podcast in order for that to be something everybody's going to yeah. listen to. But like, I think you do two, like a two-parter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I forgot what, uh, Cam's brother's name is. Cade. Cade. Although he fucking, when he was on here, he said Grink. <laughs> I guess we need to have a, just, like, are we going by our real names or are we going by our handles? Like the handles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, well, Grink, uh, I guess we'll have plenty of work on his hands. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. With these ones. So there's a lot of fun stuff to cut yeah. out. I'll go back through. I, I, I haven't done this before, but I'm going to start making like notes just to make it a little easier. It'd be like, boom, boom, boom. And right. then like edit. Like, here's one thing that I actually want cut. Yeah. And then here's generally what just putting it section. all on him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Make Cameron him... was telling me he's like in school and shit. I was like, oh, I didn't realize he was like, he's like, yeah, he's busy as hell. <laughs> I yeah, was yeah. like, okay. Yeah. Like making him shit. listen to an hour to two of podcasts and yeah. then figuring out all on his own where to cut things or yeah, add things yeah. is, is definitely a lot. I was actually thinking about that when we started. I was like, dude, I don't know this guy. And I feel kind of bad that I just like, I'm popping in here and he's going to have to listen to my voice for two hours and figure out what to cut and what to add. Like, that's, that fucking sucks, man. Well, we've, we've, we have kept almost everything in yeah, on yeah. every podcast. So I don't know if anything will actually be cut from this besides like if I listen to something, I'm like, oh, I didn't. You know, sometimes I'm talking shit on somebody and I'll use a name and I'm like, oh, I kind of don't want that. Yeah, there. maybe shouldn't be fully named. Probably. Yeah. But. Yeah. So I can't imagine. I'm not. I'm definitely not going back and listening to this just because I can't. <laughs> I can't hear my own voice like, really for that long. I will say. I will say. It's uh, for me. It's the closest thing to jerking off. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's right there. It's like. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, you're fucking spitting. Yeah, I. Uh, dude, I struggle so much with like confronting my own ego that it's like I can't hear myself talk. I think I anything. forget most words as soon as they leave that I've said as soon as they <laughs> leave my mouth. Yeah. I just think if I listen to it, I'm going to be annoyed. like, man, they'll come to me like a few months later, like, you know, you told me this thing and it's like, I really appreciate that. And I'm like, yeah, I don't fucking, that was, I, don't, that was talking shit. I was like, what did I say? Yeah. Oh yeah, that was something pretty cool. I, don't know. I just can't form any fucking memories. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I, I'm, I'm in the present moment at all times because I don't have any fucking memories. Yeah. I don't remember shit. And I think that's why I don't want to go back and listen to it half the time. It's like, uh-huh. I'm not trying to remember anything I said. It's like, I just like, let that be what that was. If other people enjoy it. Cool. But like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be annoyed at myself. I'm going to listen. I'm like, what the, because like tomorrow me is going to be a whole different person. So if I went yeah. to listen to it tomorrow, yeah. I'll be like, what the fuck were you talking about, dude? Shut the fuck up. Like, why did you do that? We covered a good range of topics. We, went, we got sports, video games, video games, politics. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, what else is there really? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, we didn't do as much uh, cum talk as as I think is traditional in the chaotic pussy pod. 
I wonder if if Cameron didn't have a partner, if he might be in the same boat as me, and we just you know we talk more about just gooning out for yeah, yeah, yeah. ten hours straight. It's it is less relevant in my life for sure. Like yeah, having, if, you have, if you have a live-in partner, yeah, yeah, it's like okay, yeah. Is that a weird way of define of defining someone you live a live-in partner or? Is, is it does that, feel is, formal. It yeah, does feel formal, yeah. but I mean, I know Alex. That's a cool way to say that. How would kids say that? How would the twenty-year-olds oh, say that? Uh, you know, my partner has expressed that she likes to be. It is like a partnership, so she likes the term partner yeah. rather than girlfriend. Yeah. Um, I would call. I would. I would use both. Yeah, I, I use way. girlfriend somewhat regularly, yeah. just because like I would actually use girlfriend in like the uh, demeaning way. Yeah. Like yeah, my girlfriend didn't do the dishes, so I would be like on the phone or sending a voicemail <laughs> to my buddy. Yeah, yeah. Partners always. It's like partners want to use with coworkers. Uh, in a weird way, it's like when when you have a pet with someone, or like or like when people have the kids, or you know whatever the the the, the dog, and it's like it's your dog when that dog fucks up. Mm-hmm. You know when it's when the dog's being cute. It's my dog. Mm-hmm. I'm using positive tones when it's uh being a menace. That's your dog. That's your dog. That's your child. Come get your dog. Yeah, come get your dog, right. dude. Like, <laughs> your dog's fucking acting up. Yeah, like, that's my girlfriend when, <laughs> you know, when she's telling me to do shit I don't want to do, and uh-huh. she's being, like, really reasonable and responsible, and I hate it. I'm trying to play video games. <laughs> and then she's my partner when I'm talking to, like, just someone, like, you know, my coworkers. Like, oh, my partner baked me cinnamon rolls for, you know, my fucking birthday. My partner's back home planning uh, for my birthday party, you know? Like, those are all, like, that way, uh, I get to be a wife guy a little bit, you know. I, I steal her valor. I, honestly, like, I think that's the, like there is a a club you enter into with the long term partner, like being able to be a wife guy. Yeah. Uh, that I'm kind of you know that's that's one of my goals for 2024. I'm gonna try and find somebody because it's been it's been a long road, been a long time, been about five years. Yeah, being a wife guy, Owens, you get like, you know, they like bake something and they're like, oh, take it to your coworkers, and you take it to them, and your coworkers like. Oh my God, this yeah. is, so, thank you so much. And you're just, yeah. you're just like, oh yeah, adore me. Adore me for bringing you these baked goods. I, and the whole time it's like, oh yeah, my partner baked them. I've reached a point on this trip around, like this current incarnation of Steven, that uh, I either have to start, I have to either have to get like a girlfriend like at 34 or I just have to wear, start wearing like really long robes. <laughs> You're into your monk era? Because I, I can't <laughs> be a mentor to young men. You already and, got the bald head have, going on, dude. You could wear like a little yeah. fucking a little <laughs> rope around your fucking dome. I got like some, I found like some prayer beads or something at work the other day. Yeah. I picked those up and it was just kind of. Hell yeah, yeah. Enter the fucking priesthood, dude. Yeah. Just don't, don't be weird about it. I appreciate you uh, recording with me, truly. Yeah. And like being like making a commitment to it because I know it's a weird thing. Yeah. Um, to like come over like hey you want to have a conversation but we're gonna post it publicly yeah it, <laughs> it felt weird at the start uh when we first started there recording. are times though did you see what i'm saying like you get into a flow yeah 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 by by an hour in i was like oh yeah. we're just we're just goofing now like yeah. yeah we're going in yeah thanks for thanks for having me it's a lot of and now and now good excuse to hang out too absolutely and now i'm warmed up so when cameron's done fucking with, with his tenth speed run yeah, yeah. well <laughs> sunshine of all games uh-huh yeah yeah what's up with that I think it's probably the first one he played or something uh-huh, i don't uh-huh. know dude sunshine dude. <laughs> all right good shit dude yeah i'll be bad <laughs>